Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Uh, we are starting a bit later than usual. Uh, apologies to the live audience. Uh, if you had to wait a few minutes here, we're 15 past. Actually, a little bit more, almost 20 past here now. Uh, I mean, it's past uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, but thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, kind of a last-minute minute notice. I uh, had to start the show a bit later today. There's a lot of things on the plate lined up, and I couldn't pull everything together. But uh, I do appreciate that you're joining us, whether you're joining us live on DLive, VK, Twitter, uh, maybe you're joining us on the website, redice.tv forward slash live, uh, or maybe you're joining us later on in the archives, library, odyssey, BitChute, wherever you're tuning in. Always a pleasure having you with us. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it is, what is it today? It is the 9th of December, 2020. We're doing episode 37 of No Go Zone today. Uh, a lot of things lined up uh, today, actually. We're going to do a little bit of a different show. I have a so there's a topic I've wanted to address um, a little bit more in detail. I covered it a lot back in back in the day, uh, earlier in the days of Red Ice, from well, really from the start all the way up to 2012 or something like that or 11. A lot of the uh, you know weapon uh, technologies development, kind of where they are. We're talking about everything from DARPA to the big tech companies, Google. Uh, I have a lot of patents on these issues uh, that we're going to get into a bit later here tonight. Um, I wanted to return to this because I want people, and you might be aware of it, you might not be aware of it, but I wanted to bring it to your attention because it, there's some just frightening technology that they are uh, moving themselves into right now. And 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 yes, it has to do with 5G, but it, not what you think. There's much more to it than that in terms of uh, regu regulated. Basically, basically, it's the war on the war on us, the war on man. Uh, that's what we're looking at. These people are seeking to make mankind obsolete, essentially. The elites, uh, the people we're talking about. A lot of the people that are doing a lot of the things that we cover a lot on this show uh, against the, the men, women, and children of the West, right? But this is, uh, uh, is going to be employed uh, worldwide. It will be rolled out first, I think, in the West, um, Asia, and then it will spread to other countries. But they have some frightening de uh, technology technology. Uh, developments in terms of how to alter us, how to control us, how to manipulate us. Uh, it's being done with frequencies. It's being done with light. It's being done. It might sound, you know, woo woo and sci-fi, but bear with me. And and we'll look at a presentation a bit later, which was done at the uh, what was it called again? The uh, oh, I forgot actually where it's the, the kind of the primary um, war uh, university. I, I I think you could call it right. Let me see if I got a. Uh, what is it again? Uh, this is the one right here. Um, West Point. That's right. West Point uh, is where this presentation was uh, was done uh, on just some of the latest stuff. Basically, you know where we are five years out now. This was a couple of years ago, so maybe three, four years out from from now uh, that they presented. It was just a very good overview of kind of where they are at and where they expect to be in about five years. And that's just going through, you know, a little bit of the range. Uh, of some of the weapons technologies, how they apply it, where they are, what they can do. And, you know, there's so many facets to this from, you know, computer brain interfaces to, you know, interfacing man with computer to uh, get us to utilize artificial intelligence to synthetic biology, how to alter the human species, how to alter you for, for purposes of war, for example. Uh, there's a lot, of course, some countries where maybe that have less qualms with the ethical aspects to some of this and therefore they're more advanced uh, china for example is, is brought up and mentioned but it's a fascinating lecture and i thought that they, they could initiate um kind of a series of coverage that we're going to do 
on this topic because I wanted to I want to revisit some of this again uh, because some of this stuff is basically being rolled out right now and coming online and and it's just another aspect uh, frightening aspect in fact in the in the war on war on man essentially war on and uh, when I say war on man I mean war war on everybody on mankind basically right um, so that's something a little bit later in the show. We'll look at that presentation, so it'll be a little bit of a different show. It'll be less me yapping the uh, latter half of the show uh, and just let the man there doing his presentation. We listen in, I might pause in between a little bit and give you you know, an idea, some of, you know, update on some of the things of where we are, basically. But um, So that's that's fascinating. I uh, hope you're looking forward to that. I am. That's very uh, good stuff. Uh, before we do that, we're going to do a little bit of an update on the COVID vaccine and where we are there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but if you do want to, oh, 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 sorry about that. <laughs> I, I got the wrong one. There we go. There we are. All right. Uh, nice to see you there again. That was the intro. I was, uh, didn't mean to do that. Uh, it's been one of those days today, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I, I am looking forward to uh, covering some of this with you guys today because it's some important stuff. A uh, little bit, a little bit more tired today for some reason. Maybe a little bit behind, uh, uh, down under something or under the weather maybe. But. Um, I always kind of warm up as well. So it's good It's good to come on with you guys and doing this here. All right. Anyway, a couple of ways you can join in today if you're so inclined. EntropyStream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. Uh, it's a great way of supporting us, supporting the show. Uh, make sure we can continue. Obviously, DLive as well. DLive.tv forward slash Red Ice TV. Uh, if you're watching there and they do have for the audience joining us on other platforms, uh, they do have a mobile app. Uh, so if you want to watch on you know, your iPad, your cell phone or something like that, that's a great way of uh, watching right now, VK has one too, I believe. It's actually not uh, not that bad. Uh, VK.com forward slash Red Ice TV. They have an app as well, so you can join in that way. Um, okay, <laughs> so a lot to talk about here, actually. A uh, little bit later, the coverage. Basically, psychoneurobiology and, and warfare. Um, gene editing, gene manipulation. It's just, it's incredible where they are and what they are able to do. Bro- Ultra um, ultra wide broadband is something that's being rolled out right now. All these tech devices, basically the new iPhones, the new Android phones, they have a chip uh, in them that are basically they are able to to to, to scan every, everything around you. Every, they can map everything. Uh, they do it based. It's kind of like a sonar type thing. It sends out frequencies, and then when it comes back, it it measures. Um, uh, I got flight of time, right? How long did it take before it reached something and then came back? And then what angle did it come back at? Which which direct angle did it come from? And that way they can like, you know, map 3D environments, which means, of course, they can map and track you. This new chipset that they're using is down to one centimeter of accuracy, which is just incredible. Real live tracking. Uh, and it's not just surveillance. It's much more than that that we'll dive into a little bit later. Um, how they can edit uh, your genes, you know, transform basically certain strings, how they can activate certain things has to do with epigenetics and stuff like that. Uh, it's crazy shit, crazy stuff. Uh, like we didn't have enough to worry about, but the, this is the reality, folks. We're going to talk about it. Uh, and all, again, all this is official, like lined up. This is by the U.S. government, the military, uh, you know, what they're investigating into, DARPA. Uh, there are black obje- black budgets, of course, as well which I don't think that this is part of, although some of the technology were obviously developed back in the day by the black ops, the, uh, the black budgets, and now they've been rolled out, right? Um, all right. Anyway, let me scroll back up here. I do appreciate everyone joining us on DLive as well. Thank you for all the uh, donations over there. Anything from a diamond and up, we, we read uh, read on, uh, on air here. So that's a great way of uh, joining in. 
Lord Aragon, 2019 with the Diamond says uh, first. Congrats on the move. Well, thank you, sir. We're going to uh, do that later on, of course, in the year here. Uh, have some more information about that, too. We talked a little bit about that actually in the Weekend Warrior show, uh, which you could uh, we can sh which you can check out right now, redicemembers.com. Great way of joining in. And part of why I wanted to talk about some of the tech as well is I actually we covered it in the latest Weekend Warrior. Basically, China claims they've turned on a, a Tokamak um, nuclear fusion reactor while they're taking part of things like ITER, which is a main massive development in the south of France by primarily EU, but China has an investment um, you know, foot in that too, uh, so to speak. But also they've developed, they claim, if you can trust the Chinese, maybe you can't always do that, uh, but they claim that they have developed uh, a quantum computer, which is 100 trillion times faster than anything that anyone has in the West, which is uh, Google has, you know, is at the forefront. We covered that actually months back on a Weekend Warrior show. Now China claims they've beaten that, right? And so if they can break all this encryption of military security, Bitcoin is like, uh, like it, it's basically, it's, it's down, right? If this is true. And if they roll this out, that that's it, right? Um, so that's one of the reasons why we want to talk about some of this tech too that they're rolling out, right? Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. Weekend Warrior, uh, great latest episode, folks. Uh, if you want to join us over there, uh, good to see you, Lord Aragon. And I think uh, I wish I'll show that Friday, uh, but I think Lord Aragon must want. Yeah, you sent us a uh, Christmas card. I appreciate that, man. That was very, very kind of you. Very nice. Thank you so much, uh, sir. And, and apologies for if I got the wrong, but I just figured it was it was you. Uh, uh, but I will show that on Friday. I should have had a little um, uh, brought some 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 with me here. Uh, okay, McLeafen, is that, uh, McLeafen, I think it is with the diamond, it says, formerly known as Spencer the First, hail Red Eyes. Oh, cool, uh, name change, always good, McLeafen, uh, is it related to, uh, Lee, the Leaf, Canada, maybe, uh, maybe that's just your last name. Good to see you anyway, McLeafen, Spencer the First, former Spencer the First, he says, uh, I got a good show coming up, uh, at nine, check it out. Yeah, we should be wrapping up maybe a little bit past nine. Uh, cool stuff. I'll tune in uh, maybe afterwards once I'm done here. Uh, good to see you. Thank you, man. Uh, Chris Clones with a diamond. A Merry Folk with a diamond. Thank you to you guys. Uh, BRP with a diamond as well says, do we have a defense against the plan? Are we alone? Well, I'll talk about that a little bit as we roll this out. But basically what I see at this point, unless we do have a lot of people benevolent on the inside, uh, they're looking forward to stepping in right at the very right moments to prevent some of this and, and the things that they're rolling out and what's coming down the pipe. Uh, I, I would say no. Uh, but at the same time, I also think that what they are rolling out will ultimately be their demise long term. Uh, short term, this is going to be a, I think, a, ni a nightmare for people who decide to be excluded out of this. Potentially, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but when like this, when this new type of warfare, and, and it's already happening, I mean, it is rolling out. Um, but when it's really begin like application app applied in the real world, right? And I think that uh, they basically will not uh, persevere pushing through, uh, modifying themselves to the degree that they're going to do, and they're not going to be able to stop themselves. It's going to be, I mean, it's you know, people, <laughs> you know, you you can make the comparison to Atlantis if you want to. It's kind of a I guess an archetypal nice story to kind of wrap in the very concepts of, of where we are at right now. Right? At the end of the at the end of time in the last cycle of man, uh, the priests went too far, right? Then we're gonna turn on this uh, 
this device, right? Everything was light, which is which is basically where we're developing everything too right now. Optical and some of the technology we'll talk about later shows this: how you basically can alter and trigger genes and 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 enable things and and modify things with with light, right? I mean, you you can do it with frequencies and everything, but basically everything, whether it's sound or light, it's still frequency, right? But yeah, so they turned something on, right? They they, they gotten they they'd gone too far. Some people say they got. Um, Maybe not greedy is the right word, but they got um, hubris. They overplayed their hand. They just didn't know when to stop, and the, and they were going to turn on right. The priest class were going to turn on some kind of device or whatever it was, and and uh, it 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 became the end of their civilization. Right? That's kind of the myth, right, of Atlantis, and and we're basically approaching uh, appro- approaching that age, uh, that era rather of our age, uh, right at the end here. Uh, anyway, we'll but we'll cover some more of that later. Uh, Chris Clones with the um, uh, a diamond says we're expecting our first baby. Congrats, fantastic, awesome. Thank you, Chris, um, and congrats again. That's wonderful. Uh, OnePlus, of course, if you want to enjoy, avoid the uh, the COVID vaccine, uh, it, at least as a as a woman, is <laughs> so you can protect your woman. Is to say that you're pregnant or planning on that you're pregnant because uh, that way you can't take it because it was so it was unpre. It, it will potentially have massive impact on fertility, right, uh, on, on women that take it. Uh, so that's actually one. They recommended that. Now, this was out of the UK um, paperwork that came out from uh, maybe it was NHS or whatever it's called over there from the official government website. We looked at that in the last Flashback Friday show. Uh, basically, breastfeeding. They don't know what's going to happen if you take the vaccine and breastfeed. Uh, but fertility is really bad. That's what it looks like right now. It's like you, you, it potentially could render massive amounts of women infertile if they take this vaccine. But again, we'll um, we'll see. This is a, this is an experiment. This is like playing Russian roulette, basically. Uh, Daredevil's advocate with the diamond. Thank you. The Ralph retort is hosting. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate that. Good to see you, man. Um, hope everything is good. Uh, I should reach out to you soon. Want to get you back on the show, man. Uh, good to see you anyway. Thank you. White moves first with a diamond. Says hail red eyes. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, Silosopher gifts one month sub to uh, William Shear. Thank you. And also to Renunciate. Thank you, Silosopher. Appreciate that. All right. So a couple of uh, quick stories here uh, before we dive into uh, the main story, not only the tech, but the vaccine development. And I just wanted to cover this real quick in case you guys didn't see it. Uh, a woman confronts and shouts at a group of anti-lockdown demonstrators from her vehicle in Bend, Oregon, Earlier today, this is, uh, I think this is a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, it's a couple of days ago, but it's fun. Uh, a lot of views on YouTube. Let's uh, check, let's check this one, <laughs> this one out here. Good stuff. stuff and she's driving a Subaru who could have guessed <laughs> Bend, Oregon and a Subaru apparently she was a transplant 
Um, someone said, uh, it, it, and she was just, uh, I guess, suspended from school or something like that, or where she worked as a, as a teacher. <clears throat> but yeah, Bend, Oregon. Uh, been through that. A lot of courses from, from Bend, so that's, <laughs> that's funny to see this shit. These, I tell you, I tells you, some of these women, holy shit. Uh, okay. YouTube bans videos alleging widespread fraud or errors changed the 2020 U.S. presidential election outcome. Uh, brazen censorship, they say here on uh, Reclaim the Net. In one of its most flagrant election-related censorship moves to date, YouTube has announced that from today, it will start removing any videos alleging that, quote, widespread fraud errors or glitches, <laughs> even glitches, changed the outcome of any, any past U.S. presidential election. Holy smokes. That means, I guess, when PBS cover, uh, you know, the Dominion, uh, the Dominion uh, machines, and their worries that they had about that back in, uh, what, 2014, 15, something like that. Even back in 2016, I guess I guess they'll be banned or they will have those videos removed too. Same with NBC and ABC when they had their uh, stint of covering some of this, I would assume. Well, I'm sure they'll apply that uh, across the board. For the 2020 U.S. presidential election, YouTube is applying this policy, and it's a hyperlink there, uh, to all videos uploaded on or after December 9. Okay, so they don't. Okay, so for for once they haven't done it retroactively at that at least. Then I guess that's to protect the actual mainstream media that actually did cover uh, potential uh, fraud errors, uh, concerns regarding the voting machines and stuff like that going back. So I, I guess that's why they do. It. Otherwise, remember, in the past when they've applied policy, <clears throat> it's retroactively as well, right? It's through the whole uh, thing. Sorry, guys, I'm gonna fix this real quick. Um, and of course, that's. Also what led to a lot of people losing their channels and stuff like that in the past, right? Uh, it will then start issuing strikes to videos that are uploaded after Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021, and then uh, and then removed under this policy. I would assume that that would also mean if you have uh, three of those videos, there will be three strikes and you're out. Potentially, we'll see. Uh, they can apply that a little bit sporadically. But it basically means they are uh, inoculating themselves against any kind of established, really well-presented overview or, or presentation on the massive amounts of evidence that exists that it was voter fraud. And we have massive, I think irregularities is a very kind way of saying it. Uh, I mean, blatant fraud right under our noses, right? So they're protecting themselves to make sure that you, it will not spread to the masses. I expect Facebook, Twitter, and all these other uh, places do the same, basically, right? And remember, they had a... Remember they they that came out during the hearings. They have a, a you know a agency, whatever you want to call it, inside of these big tech companies that are communicating with each other. This is how they managed to ban Alex Jones uh, all from all the platforms within what a twenty four hour period or, or so. You know, Facebook bans, then they talk to YouTube and Twitter, maybe other social media as well, and then say, oh, you ban you, you ban this person. Well, maybe, maybe you should ban it too. Can you ban him too? We, we'll ban them all at the same time. Do you want to do that? Yeah, we could do that. Totally not collusion. Totally not. It's it's amazing that these these companies ha haven't lost Section two hundred and thirty. And now Trump wanted to remove Section two hundred and thirty, which is like uh, you better you should keep that for uh, for for the bit shoots and the gabs of this world. Otherwise, they will be held liable for anything that their users upload. I could see a, <clears throat> a lot of feds coming in and uploading some videos uh, to some of those platforms and and post do some. Solid Fed posting, if that is the case. Section 230 should stay unless something brand new like it is rolled out or, or, or gives similar uh, protection to 
independent uh, media platforms. YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter should lose it because they're a publisher. They're not a platform, right? YouTube also revealed that it has already removed more than 8,000 channels and thousands of, quote, harmful and misleading election-related videos under its existing policy. So it's going to be interesting to see. Is, is, is Ben Shapiro, the Daily Wire, are they going to be censored? Is, is, is Tim Pool going to be censored? Is Steven Crowder going to be censored? And is and I, I'm, I like Mark Dice. Of, of, of that bunch, he's definitely the best one. Uh, he was really kind. He did a shout out even to us when we got our channel banned. I, I, I like Mark Dice actually. He, he does a good job, uh, really entertaining videos and stuff like that. But will he? Same thing there. Will he get his YouTube removed? It's very, very possible. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, this change means that any video sharing or agreeing with President Trump's official legal argument, which alleges that Trump won the election and that there is evidence of widespread voter fraud that changed the result of the election, will now be purged from from. <laughs> From, <clears throat> stop tired, Am. From the platform, and I wish stop saying platform. Just say from the publisher's website. This is like YouTube is like New York Times, right? That they make editorial decisions continuously. YouTube has made this change while President's legal team still has active legal challenges to the 2020 U.S. presidential result, meaning that simply covering an argument presented in these ongoing challenges could now be a violation of these rules. YouTube claims that these changes are part of a long-standing presidential election integrity policy that prohibits making similar allegations against any past U.S. presidential election. But remember, and they show that here back in 2016, right? Maddow, you know, video from MSNBC's Rachel Maddow discussed an unverified Donald Trump Russia dossier. There's over 1.7 million views on YouTube. Other videos from Maddow and MSNBC titled Maddow explains why Putin's Russia hacked the 2016 election. And could President Donald Trump be a Russian intelligence asset? Also have hundreds of thousands of views, but that's fine. This is fine. Um, all right. Okay. You get the idea. So we'll see what happens. Massive purge potentially might be upcoming. I mean, everybody, basically everyone that has uh, something to say is, is, off, of, is off, of, off of the YouTubes. And, and part of me is like, I have, to be, I have to be honest. Part of me is like, yeah, just, just, ban, just ban all of them. Ban Steven, ban Steven Crowder, ban Mark Dice, ban Paul Joseph Watson, ban Team Pool, uh, ban Daily Wire, ban PragerU, ban them all, ban them all. And they have to go to BitChute, and they'll bring their audiences with them. And then uh, we're, we're back on track. We're back on old school uh, YouTube again. Like it was like the good old days, the Wild West back in 2000, you know, five, six, oh, were they around? Uh, five, uh, what, seven? I guess it was really bad in the beginning. Let's say 2008 then, something like that. That, that. That's good. From 2008 to 2012, 13, something like that. Woo, holy smokes. Good times. Um, celebrate all is lost with the diamond says there is a man somewhere that she comes from. There is a man somewhere that she comes home to. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the Oregon lady, of course. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that amazing? But we don't know. We, we don't know. It might, it might be a cat lady. Uh, thank you, and appreciate that. Uh, White Rabbit Radio with the Ninja Gini. Uh, thank you uh, so much for that, Tim. Good to see you, Tim. Hope you're doing well. He says, cheers to you, Henrik. And many thanks to all the great viewers for supporting Red Eyes. Yeah, thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the Ninja Gini, man. Really appreciate it. Make sure you follow uh, Tim over here, dlive.tv slash White Rabbit Radio. Uh, always good to see you, Tim. Hope, hope everything is good. BRP again with the Dama says, where... Uh, where are all the benevolent, powerful people so... Where are the benevolent, powerful people so far? I think they're still sleeping, many of them. There are some that have woken up, I think, and, and uh, gotten a little bit of a wake-up, shake-up call. Um, 
even the, I saw the, uh, and I tune in here and there, you know, on DLive when you see some stream, but even, um, what's his name again there, uh, RedPill78, uh, he had the Overstock CEO uh, on, on his show, uh, what was his name again, uh, Frank, uh, was it Frank or something, what was it again? Byrne, pa no, Patrick Byrne, Patrick Byrne. He seemed kind of a little off the rocker when some stuff came out early on, but he seemed much more kind of calmed down and reasonable. Um, apparently, he's he sees some shit that's going on. Although I had some questions about the movie Thrive. Remember Foster Gamble? He he came out, he I mean, he focused kind of more on like free energy and stuff like that, but, the, you know, on the UFO phenomena or like that there's crafts out there, there are government and they have all this energy and stuff like that, but... It's still a good entry point to, like, you know, broadening your horizons, so to speak. Uh, so there are some, I mean, are they super powerful? Maybe not, right? But but they have some, they have some means, some of these people. Uh, and there are there are others, too. I hope they step up. Otherwise, uh, that's it, you know. Uh, BRP again with a diamond says, um, nothing has gone well for our people post-1945. Yeah, I mean, it certainly feels like it, but at the same time, we're dealing with a system and a an elite that doesn't know when to stop and their their time will come i'm convinced of that we have to hang on and we have to uh, do the best we can we might have to just step out of the way so to speak for a little bit let them do their thing um because they are they will they they do not know where and when and how to stop <laughs> and that's going to be their downfall i'm i'm convinced especially with this technology aspect we'll get into later they just, they will never stop. They will not, they will never end. Uh, and they will probably most likely transform themselves into something which we can't even call uh, human anymore. Um, and I think that that path, that evolutionary path is eventually going to be cut short. Uh, but there are a lot of, lot of other things that can happen. A lot of variables, a lot of crazy stuff that can happen along the way. When people are cornered, especially our people, uh, the man of the West, when they, when, when they, when they are cornered, and understand that they're under threat and stuff. They they do some crazy shit. At least historically they have, right? Uh, Conrad Curse with a Ninja Guinea. Thank you, sir. Uh, good to see you as well, Conrad. He says, is the post box still the same? Uh, Christmas gift incoming, LOL. Yes, it is. It's on the website. Um, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. It's usually down in the description under any of our videos as well. Uh, either on BitChute or RedEyes.tv. I think we put it on... Uh, no, that's the best, best places. Go to RedEyes.tv, check under any video uh, down below in the description, and it's there. Uh, White Rabbit Radio's hosting. Thank you for that, Tim. Appreciate it. Hamburger today with a Ninja Gini. Thank you, sir. Uh, White Moose first. Diamond. Thank you. Rose City 74 with the diamonds. The greetings from Soylandia, a.k.a. Portland. Uh, my condolences, uh, sir or ma'am. Uh, you better... I, it's amazing you're there. Do you want to get out? <laughs> go. Why don't you go a little bit more east? <laughs> all right. Alan Harris with a diamond. Uh, power is all-consuming. That's right, sir. I, I, I do concur. I do agree. Uh, they will not be able to stop. But again, stick around here because we have some... I mean, just... It, it's The lecture starts out a bit slow because it's kind of an overview. And if you're not aware of, like, the latest, what they've done within, like, brain uh, brain interfaces with computers and, like, robotics and, you know, you can control an arm and stuff like that. Yeah, that, then it can still be fascinating, but it goes through some of the basics in the beginning. But then as the talk evolves and it gets into the the weirdest shit, like you have, unless you're up to speed on this, unless you like you know keep up with this continuously, you have you have no idea what they're what they're working on right now. I mean, this is and Google has patents on this. Uh, but people that come from Facebook, I even showed a 
I even showed one woman who was previously with DARPA, then she worked with Google, then she worked with Facebook, and then she's back in like some private company military sector development thing as well, or they, they have contract for the military. Re, uh, Regina something, I, I can pull her up later, but I even mentioned her like, I need to look into this woman, and then I saw a presentation with, with her, what she's doing to basically... Basically, that they'll be able to read your thoughts. They'll be able to read your thoughts and change change your thoughts. That's that's basically where they're at now. They can they can beam hijack the signal, so to speak, and implant memories into you or take out memories. We're we're talking about like mass. They can create mass psychosis. They can make you feel anything. They're talking about things what they call everything as a service. Look into that. Everything as a service. Everything. They can run, they will basically run your organs. Um, I, I, this, I know it sounds weird, but bear with me, and we're going to cover this in future shows. They, they, they will be able to run and operate like the functions of certain aspects or your entire body remotely. Where they basically can, if you are sick, they claim, they can change things genetically for you by sending the right signals to get your body to you know, do and change things and alter things itself. Uh, they can make you feel like shit. They make you feel depressed. They can make you feel euphoric. Um, and again, these transponders and signal uh, arrays is going up everywhere. From 5G, of course, which is people are aware of that. And people laugh at like <laughs> 5G conspiracies and, and shit. But what they'll be able to do with those systems as a signal array is the most frightening thing. Not just what the frequency will be for basic internet communication. Or what they can send in the other direction. right? And how they can control things. And this is what they claim. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll start from today covering some of that, and that's, these are topics I'll be returning to over and over again un until we're like up to speed on, on what they have, right? All right, uh, let me see here. Where are we? Uh, white Moose first with the Ninja Gini. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. It says, white people went from, uh, uh, from first flight to moon landing in 60 years. Uh, yeah, that's, it, that's incredible when you think about it. Uh, can... Or we can slash will rebuild. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. We just have to make sure if we want to go along with our little elitist friends on the little path that, that they're going to ta try to take us on. Uh, I say no, for, uh, firmly. Uh, Chow Money with a diamond says they discovered quantum computing and went silence. And silence? You mean the elite overall or are you talking about China? Uh, I mean, again, in case you tune in late, we cover that in the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show here that they are... They claim they've uh, gotten uh, quantum quantum supremacy, as they call. So while while we have white, this is the point, and I forgot neglected to mention that while we have white privilege classes and courses on how bad we are, you know, to, to feel guilt about ourselves, and we're actively trying to replace. Well, we are not, but you know, the overall system, our our our, our culture, our countries, trying to re replace us and make us feel bad, and so that we'll 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 give up, basically, right? And that's what we have in 2020. Those are the developments that we have. We got to have a full representation in the in, in Fermilab. We, we have to have, you know, at, the, at CERN, we have to have uh, one of each, right? That's what we're busy with. And China is just like pew, speeding ahead. Quantum supremacy, um, you know, turning on their tokamak uh, nuclear fusion devices and shit like this. And we're like, just, well, <laughs> what happened? Um, celebrate all is lost with a ninja guinea says future is the past. Thank you both. Yeah, I mean, that's why we have that slogan, right? Future, the future is the past. That's where we're going, whether we like it or not. Not short term, but long term. Um, okay. 
So let me do a little bit on the vaccine here first, and then we'll dive into that uh, presentation there of, of where we are. A little bit of a a course, um, a navigation, navigational course. Look at the map. Where are we? Where, where do we place ourselves on the map? Where are we right now? Where are they going with their developments? And what kind of threat assessments do we need to make when we realize what they have and what they might be able to deploy, right? Uh, so anyway, short video here. First uh, vaccine administered in the UK. Uh, British grandmother is world's, world's first to receive BioNTech slash Pfizer COVID vaccination. There's the jab. Margaret Keenan. What did it say? 90? Fantastic. The grandmother and former jewelry shop assistant received the shot at University Hospital Coventry a week before her 91st birthday. She looks pretty good, right? I would say go for it. Go for it because it's, it's free and it's the best thing that's ever happened uh, at the moment. So do, please go for it. That's all I say, you know. If I can do it, well, so can you, you know. All right, so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And again, keep in mind, we've covered this many times, but just uh, at your daily your daily reminder, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, your survival rates for COVID-19 as of um, as of uh, December here, uh, 2020, at least uh, according to the CDC, because as far as I know, they haven't updated these numbers. Uh, if you are from birth up to 19 years old, your chance of surviving COVID-19 is 99.997%. 20 to 49 years, 99.98%. If you are 50 years to 69 years old, your chances of surviving COVID-19 is 99.5%. And finally, if you are 70 plus years, your chances of surviving COVID-19 is 94.6%. Um, so is it worth it? That's the question. We'll return to that in a moment. Uh, when we look at the uh, at the adverse effects which have been released from the FDA when it comes to the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. But also keep in mind that the efficiency, efficacy, I guess, if, is that what the British say? Efficacy? Um, is currently as the highest one. There's multiple contenders, right? Moderna is one, uh, BioNTech Pfizer is one, which has been rolled out right now in the UK. Uh, I think the highest one that they have is about 95% uh efficient which means that your immune system supersedes that if it's 99.997 percent likely if you're zero to 19 years old why would you take the vaccine if your immune system already outweighs the chances when we consider what the potential adverse effects really are right and we'll look at that just in a moment we'll pull up the document uh from the fda's website in itself but uh check out this here before we do that, first look at COVID-19 vaccination cards. Remember, this was conspiracies. Um, they banned people for saying that these things were, you know, being rolled out and stuff like that, right? Uh, the flight passes, the freedom passes in the UK and all that stuff. Anyway, look at look at this here. Defense released the first Department of Defense released the first images of a COVID-19 vaccination record card along with vaccination kits. That's what you're seeing on your screen right now. 
Officials say these vaccination cards will be the simplest way to keep track of immunizations. It's a written card that people put in their wallet or purse, and this will tell you what you had and when you should get your next dose. That's right. Vaccination clinics will also report to state immunization registries what vaccine was given. Every dose administered will be reported to the CDC. All right. All right so basically, the Department of <clears throat> the, the, the Department of Defense is running this operation, and we, and we know that. I mean, through Operation Warp Speed and stuff like that, right? But but just. But just think about that, though. <laughs> the, D, the DOD is running this shit, and they're going to tell you when you need your your second dose, right? Oh, well, it's coming up here, uh, it, which is which is incredible, right? But no, there won't be any tracking or shit, shit like that. Remember when they talked to you about the? It was a conspiracy that people said that there were chips in the syringes, not 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 delivering into your. Well, that we don't know, right? But one conspiracy was well, they'll inject something in you. Well, they'll inject something in you. That's right. That that is right, right? You, they'll inject uh, mRNA, which is which will begin to reprogram inside of your cell nucleus and churn out uh, CoV-SARS two molecules inside of your cells, right? Uh, it will basically use the building blocks of what you have inside of you uh, to to make this virus internally inside of you, right? Which which you could call a kind of a a, a version of genetically modifi modifying you, right? It's you'll becoming a a, a, a living GMO uh, you know organism basically, right? Uh, but um, maybe later, if there's time, uh, they talked about that, that the military had, had actually put microchips in the syringes to track where and when they were deployed, right? And, and, and you know, wh where they were shipped to and who they can also associate, I guess, that information with who it was given to, especially when you dovetail it with uh, these kinds of cards and stuff like that. But it's interesting, this vaccine thing, right? They're going to administer, I guess they hope they're going to give this to every person on the planet or something like that. You can have a physical card, and that's fine. You go and take your vaccine. But they can't do this when they go vote in the United States. You go and you choose one candidate. You plug it in. You give it to the person. They count that as one vote. And then you get a, a, a paper receipt. You, this is how you voted. <laughs> this is, that's how hard it is, right? But maybe the military should run the voting operations in the U.S. Anyway, I digress. It's not, not what I wanted to cover. Uh <clears throat> Another air, airline floats the idea of mandatory digital vaccine pass to allow flight. Again, remember this was a this was a conspiracy. <laughs> this was not meant to be, right? Uh, this is crazy. Uh, rights groups are concerned about privacy and civil liberties. Another airline has said that digital COVID passports are essential if normal travel is to resume, but critics feel these passports are an invasion of privacy. In an interview with reporters, the CEO of Zebu Pacific, or Cebu Pacific, the largest budget airline in the Philippines, Lance Kogaway said the airline support the idea of COVID-19 or COVID passports or immunity passports. We do think that's essential, especially as we open up international travel, Gokway said. He added that there are, quote, different vaccines. And I think we have to work on a single global COVID passport so that each country respects the passports uh, or passport. He emphasized that vaccination should be a priority. That has to be the number one priority to get vaccin uh, vaccines in the hands of as much of the global population as possible. And then connecting this to a COVID passport, he explained. Siwa Pacific has joined the growing list of airlines advocating for mandatory digital COVID passports despite pushback from digital and civil rights groups. 
We covered the other airline the other day, uh, which was uh, Quant Qantas or Quanta out of uh, Australia. Uh, they are going to implement that. Basically, as we said, it's not going to be government, you know, top down from government. It will be business, right? A if you want to use the service of this business, if you want to rent a an apartment here, if you want to fly on our uh, airline, if you want to go into a store, you need to have the COVID va vaccine pass, right? Uh, currently, tech companies are in a race to produce immunity passports. In fact, the testing of these passports has begun at some airport. Remember, this was another thing that the World Economic Forum lined up as well and released, right? They had proposals for different kind of uh, travel passports and different code uh, uh, color codes for if you're accepted or not and where you can go and all that shit. Uh, International SOS, a travel security firm, developed a COVID passport dubbed AOK Pass. The company is conducting trials of the passport on flights flying between Pakistan and Abu Dhabi. The World Economic Forum, yes, as I said, has uh, also sponsored a COVID passport system called Common Pass. We actually never looked at the video presentation of that, maybe if we have time later. I don't think we will because the uh, tech uh, presentation is a bit lengthy. Uh, but that's something we've got to cover. It's uh, uh, more frightening bullshit from the World Economic Forum. The International Air Travel Association, IATA, the largest air transport lobby group globally, is also working on a COVID passport system, which will link an individual's travel documents with their coronavirus test results and vaccination results. However, many rights groups have challenged the proposal. Digital health passports may contribute to the long-term management of the COVID-19 pandemic, but their introduction posed essential questions for the protection of data privacy and human rights. Wow, really strong language there, uh, Dr. Anna Bedushi. I do appreciate it though, but still, Man, got to get tougher on this shit. Um, and she, I guess, authored a report by researchers at the University of Ex Exeter warning about the potential civil liberty problems that could result from immunity passports. All right. Good stuff, huh? Uh, let me uh, now go through. We can do a couple of these here uh, first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Watch Rapid Radio with the diamond says, Bill Gates won't mention the Russian uh, vax. Why? Yeah, so uh, the Sputnik uh, vaccine developed by the Russians, as far as I understand it, is not an mRNA vaccine, which is probably the reason, right? Um, but it is interesting. Uh, we saw Israel in talks with uh, with Putin over buying the, the vaccine. Uh, if we would see certain countries kind of jump off of the Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca train, if you will, in favor of the Sputnik uh, vaccine, instead, I think we should pay very close attention to that but we'll see uh but yeah it is interesting they haven't talked about sputnik very much uh, apparently it's I, I don't know if they just use dead dead viruses or, or mutated ones or what, or what they have but not mrna which of course is, is good mrna is madness it's it's insanity um no animal testing no long-term testing we don't know what this is going to do uh the fact that they even just tr trust china for giving us this strand of rna and saying here here you go this is what you're looking for right here uh, go ahead, go ahead and, uh, and and destroy this in your body, and we'll see what happens. Could, could it be? Could it be perfectly fine? Sure, sure, it might be perfectly fine. Could be completely okay. Nothing ever happens. But we'll take a look at the uh, adverse, the official adverse potential adverse effects in just a moment here, and we'll see what you think. See if you think it's uh, worth it, uh, Mr. Ninjaberg. That's <laughs> that's actually a pretty good name, uh, Mr. Nosberg. Mr. Ninjaberg with the diamond says, but the vaccine is free. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I wanted to comment on that when the, the old 91-year-old says, it's the best thing that's happened, and it's free. Um, 
but it's not free. If it's free, it means, you know it means that the government pays for it, right? And so that means who pays for it? We pay for it. Of course we pay for it. Do you know, do you, do you understand the, the money that is to be made by this? This is why Bill Gates have been frothing at his mouth to get this, get his foot in here. It's why he funded seven different factories with a multitude of companies, pharmaceutical companies, that are developing a vaccine. Because he knows that there are big bucks in this, right? Seven, not only seven billion doses if they administer it globally by force, at least two. And then you know there will be, well, the next season will be two more, and then the following year we have to do three now, and then five, and we're talking, who knows, tens, hundreds of billion of doses, potentially, hundreds of billions of doses in the next five to ten years, if they keep this up, and I think they will. Do you know how much money that is? Whew. Yeah, I mean, I give it depopulation. It, it, it's depopulation, making people sick, ill, and dependable. And, and if we do connect it with some of the tech stuff we'll look at later, it's it gets even more frightening and, and freaky what they're doing right now. Um, let me see here. Millennial Honky with a Ninjagini uh, simply says, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for the Ninjagini. Appreciate it. Good to see you here. Uh, Danish Warrior with a diamond says, Hail Red Ice, hail our people. Thank you, sir. Good to see you, Danish Warrior. Thank you. And hail to you as well. Uh, White Moves First with a diamond says, uh, Those COVID cards are going to be the new masks. Yep, you know it. Where's your card? You know, I mean, wasn't it the, the leftists and the liberals? They used to make fun of like uh, papier and bitte, right? Show us your papers, right? That's <laughs> and now they're like, Show us your papers. Where's your papers? Put on your mask. Oh, God. Church ladies. Draconian Gip of Death with a diamond says trans demonic bondage doesn't sound very healthy. <laughs> oh, it doesn't? I thought that was uh, that was the new uh, that was the new uh, peace and pe new peace and love. Trans demonic bondage. All right. Uh, okay. Let me do this here then. Let's look at this. So this is from in case you're you're doubting me here. Let me do that. Let me put this in uh, in chat here for you guys. Uh, on DLive, I should pull up a restream and put it that true. If you guys are watching on Twitter and VK, I apologize for that. Maybe in a moment I'll pull it up here when we start the other video. Well, I'll put that in there. Uh, but so this is from FDA.gov forward slash media forward slash 153557 slash download. So it's FDA.gov forward slash media forward slash 143557 forward slash download. That's where you can find this document. Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, October 22nd, 2020, meeting presentation, right? So this is um, CBER plans for monitoring COVID-19 vaccine safety and effectiveness from the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, they also are known as. So I'm not going to go through the whole document. We can do that another time, but what interests us as of right now is the adverse effects, right? Because that's when we showed... The other day we showed the uh, uh, we the other day we showed out of Britain right the the gov uh, website health.gov or whatever they had health.gov.uk whatever that uh, domain was uh, from the UK official um, health department there and they basically they had two documents that we looked at last flashback Friday one PDF was for health uh, practitioners uh, or professionals I guess they called it and then the other doc was for um, those receiving the vaccine, recipients of the vaccine. 
Uh, and in the pro health professionals, they had a, a pretty um, extensive segment on like, you know, breastfeeding. Oh, it wasn't extensive, but it gave it gave us an idea of, of what potentially might happen, right? And so uh, they had breastfeeding uh, worries regarding it, fertility. They don't yet know that this that might cause problems for fertility, infertility thereby, things like that, right? But then from the on the recipient PDF, those who received the past uh, the, the vaccine, they had removed that part, right? They removed that part. So here's their, at this point, working list of possible adverse event outcomes uh, for the COVID-19 vaccines. And it's vaccines, so I would assume this is not only uh, BioNTech Pfizer vaccine, it's including Moderna, AstraZeneca, the slew of them, right? There's another company working on it too. So it's subject to change. So that means there could be more added to this list. There could be some taken away. It could be less. I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see, right? We'll have to see. You'll take the vaccine and then we'll see. It's like kind of when Nancy Pelosi says, well, if you want to find out what's in the bill, you have to pass it first. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna find out if you're gonna die, you have to take the you have to take it first, right? So at least we can recognize then, hopefully, that this is Russian roulette, right? They're playing they're playing Russian roulette with us. And, and the question is, are, are you willing to do that, right? Um, I should Google some of these too while we do this, actually. Goulain-Barr syndrome. Uh, let me just do that up here while we do that. And I'll say Google. I, should, I shouldn't say Google, right? Let me see here. Goulain-Barr syndrome. Uh, we, could, we could look up some of these here then. Uh, a condition in which the immune system attacks the nerves. The condition may be triggered by an acute bacterial or viral infection. Symptoms start as weakness and tingling in the feet and legs that spread to the upper body. Paralysis can occur. Special blood treatment, plasma exchange and immunoglobulin globulin therapy can relieve symptoms. Physical therapy is needed. That's a Guillain-Barr syndrome. Uh, acute disseminated ectopalomyelitis. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> it's what you know when they say like if you don't if you don't uh, know how to pronounce it, you know, can we turn around the ingredient list or something on what you're going to put in your body, right? If you don't know how to pronounce it, maybe you shouldn't take it or, or eat it. <laughs> um, Acute disseminated encophalomyelitis, ADEM, ADEM, is a rare kind of inflammation that affects the brain and spinal cord, usually in children. It damages the coating that protects nerve fibers called myelin. Symptoms may be severe, but they can be treated. Most people make a full recovery and don't have another. Oh, good. Well, that's good. So they can, I guess they can just fix that then, in case you're getting that. Uh, transverse myelis. My, my I'm not going to go through every single one in a detail, but it, it could be fun to just look at some of these, right? Uh, I mean, there's some, they're definitely more clear cut, right? Uh, transverse myelitis, myelitis is an inflammation on both sides or one section of the spinal cord. This neurological disorder often damages the insulating material covering nerve cell fibers, myelin. Transverse myelitis interrupts the messages that the spinal cord nerves send throughout the body. 
All right. Sounds, uh, sounds good. Convulsion, seizures. We don't have to look into that, right? Stroke, narcolepsy, and cataplexy. Anaphylaxis, acute myocardial inf infraction. Infarction, I guess it is. Myocarditis. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce that. Per pericarditis, percarditis, autoimmune disease. It's good. So that's like basically AIDS done, right? You can get AIDS if you take this vaccine. Deaths. That's a, at least it's pretty straightforward. It's like, well, you take it, you could die. <laughs> at least, at least there, there's no, there's no, you know, beating around the bush here. You take it, you die. You could die. I mean, you could die. It doesn't mean you will die, but, you can, but maybe you'll die. And then again, you can return to that list <laughs> of uh, of the survival rate. You know, if you're if you're if you're between zero and seventy plus years old, you have uh, a <laughs> basically a, 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 if you're you know basically a hundred percent chance of survival. Not quite. It goes down um, kind of point or or five percent if you're seventy plus years, but it's it's pretty high. It's pretty high. I'd, I'd I'd rank that pretty high, right? So the question is: Do you want to be? Do you want to die, or do you want to get like some of the nerve damage things, right? Pregnancy and birth outcomes. <clears throat> There's an interesting wording there. Pregnancy and birth outcomes. There's just an well. There was an outcome. You have a you have a birth outcome, <laughs> and it's like your baby is retarded. Um, your baby is going to die because you took this vaccine. Other acute dimulinating diseases, non-anaphylactic allergic reactions, thrombobacteriopenia, disseminated intravascular coagulation, venous thrombilosilim, arthritis and arthalgia slash joint pain, Kawasaki disease. Wasn't that some, I've heard of that. Wasn't there some like super rare... Uh, I think that there was some like really weird Kawasaki disease, uh, also known as Kawasaki syndrome or mucontaneous lymph node syndrome, is the most common cause of acquired heart disease in children in developed countries. Um, Katie affects children and a smaller percentage of teens, creating inflammation in the blood vessels, particularly the coronary arteries. Multisystem inflammatory syndrome in children, vaccine enhanced disease. Interesting. So is this is this with uh, the consideration to the adjuvants of the vaccine, or what is that? Let me see if there's any clarity in that. There, vaccine enhanced disease. Um, all right, got to look into that, I guess. All right, so you make up your own mind. You decide. <clears throat> you decide. Um. Let me see here. Let me do this here. Salosopher gives a one-month sub to No More News. Thank you for that. Good to see you as well, uh, Adam. No More News. Make sure you follow dli.tv forward slash no uh, underscore more underscore news. Uh, it was good to see you, Adam. Hope you're doing well. Draconian give of death again with the diamond says para uh, parasites tend to paralyze or cripple their prey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, go uh, Q Coper? Coper? Coper, maybe it is. Uh, is it a Q? And two O's, Coper, I think it is. With the diamond says, we have a dead fetus outcome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> totally fine. Don't worry, Don't worry about it. Uh, white moves first with a diamond. Thank you for that. Uh, let me check entropy real quick. Yeah, so that there you have it. So I'll put the link again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in chat so you can read the document. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure that you can inform not only yourself, but your loved ones. 
your family, your parents, your children, etc., and look at this list and make a determination if you're willing to risk this uh, in light of the survival rates of this disease uh, that they're telling us we should fear like nothing before in our lives. You make your, your own mind. You decide. You decide. Uh, do you want to play, play Russian roulette? Go ahead. Experiment. So we're in an open Petri dish right here. And uh, this might, uh, not, uh, might not turn out that great. Could be uh, really bad. Okay. So let's do this. Now we're going to switch over. We're going to talk. Uh, yeah, I had a thing with Klaus Schwab, but I think we'll, we'll look at that later if we can, actually. <clears throat> uh, it's just kind of, again, cr connects COVID-19 and the great reset and some of the technology. Remember Klaus Schwab talked about the fourth industrial revolution and some of the things we'll look here now, consequently, in this presentation. It's an hour, 55 minutes long presentation, but I think it's well worth your time. You might be a bit bored in the beginning. I just want to say that prefacing because it's, it does kind of begin a bit slow, but it becomes fascinating and frightening at the latter half of the uh, of the presentation when they kind of really get into some of these new exotic kind of technologies and methods and things how they uh, what they can do in warfare um, and what the coming years have in store for us and again I, I want to emphasize that this this does connect with rollout of new uh, connectivity technology such as 5g Starlink is going up we're going to have a grid blanketing the entire planet with 5G coverage. Elon Musk is one of the people working on this right now. Uh, you have other uh, for uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, what is it called again? The, the broadband, um, ultra, ultra wide broadband that's coming in. Remember the, even back in Obama days, uh, they cleared a 700 megahertz frequency range uh, and, and got all the old television signal uh, moved over to digital do you guys remember that maybe if you're uh we're around at that point you, you remember what they did and that this has opened up a whole new spectrum for again a broad uh, an ultra broad range that they can use utilize to disseminate and distribute various uh signals and frequencies and communication plat you know protocols and things like that and so it doesn't take much i mean to 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 send these Again, for the lack of a better term, frequencies. And this is just one aspect of it, but, you know, it'll, it'll make sense here. So basically, before we do that, it's Dr. Charles Morgan uh, talking uh, at the, uh, uh, what was it called again? Uh, I forget. Uh, West Point. That's right. West Point. Check out this one. This was Adam. Uh, shout out to Adam again if he's still in chat. Uh, which, is, which, is which is funny, right? Which is just, this used to be a massive conspiracy theory. If you talked about this, you were insane. You should be, uh, you know, I guess, sterilized and, and shaven and put into some kind of, uh, you know, institution or something like that. But this is Reuters back from December 6th. And as Adam says here, another conspiracy theory is true. Yeah, big surprise, right? Big surprise. Um, so they say here, Reuters, they say, Directed radio frequency is the most plausible explanation for mysterious symptoms ex experienced by diplomats stationed in the U.S. embassies in Havana and elsewhere, a U.S. government report said. Directed radio frequency. And this, this is completely ties in to the presentation that we'll look at here in a moment. Uh, let's take a look at the report from Reuters about this. 
A long-awaited U.S. government report released over the weekend said the most plausible explanation for the mysterious symptoms experienced by American diplomats in U.S. embassies in Havana, Cuba, and other countries were, quote, consistent with a directed radio frequency energy attack. That's according to a government-commissioned report by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine released on Saturday, which marks the first time Washington has officially offered an explanation for what's come to be known as Havana syndrome, though it's still inconclusive. We continue to try and determine precisely the causation of this. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said in October that significant U.S. government resources had been dedicated to solving the mystery, in which more than 40 U.S. government employees were affected between 2016 and into 2018. Diplomats in some postings in Cuba and other countries were plagued with nausea, headaches, dizziness, and other unexplained symptoms. Havana syndrome has long been the subject of intense speculation, given the nature of the symptoms, the location of the postings, and the silence of the U.S. government. The State Department said in June 2018 that it brought home diplomats who were stationed in China over concern they were suffering similar symptoms, Saturday's report did not point a finger at who might be behind the mysterious symptoms, but it cited, quote, significant research in Russia on pulsed radio frequency technology and that military. The, remember that, too. And I believe this. I, I've been watching. <clears throat> so I've, I've been deep diving into all the new aspects, like trying to get up to speed again because I've dropped some of this research over a couple of years. So now I'm kind of back on that train a little bit again. And the pulsed, the thing that they can do now with pulsed radar, they can do pulsed frequencies, all this kind of stuff. It literally, what they're doing is, and I might stop in between the presentation, we'll look at that too, but they're basically looking at things to, they've decoded the language, essentially, for the lack of a better term, of, of how your body, like in, the instructions that it sends out, mechanisms, how it does what and stuff like that. And, and there's... A range of ways that you can interject and insert new information or new data to take things in a new direction. It can be, as I said, radar, pulses, uh, gigahertz, megahertz. It can be light in the light frequency. You can through through uh, chemistry, nanochemistry, drug application, chemicals. It doesn't. It doesn't matter ultimately. It's just what what method do you want to use to deploy. Uh, any said or given uh, frequency, again, in order to change the direction of your body, to program it, to do something new, to feel sick, to feel ill, to feel great, to feel whatever, right? This shit is real, right? This, and, and, and the fact that they came out and, and, and verified this, if you will, themselves is very interesting. And remember, again, this is in Havana, which of course means, yeah, there could be China doing it or whatever, but this is just even what they have and have access to. What do you think the U.S. government have? What do you think Russia have? What do you think China has? Israel, right? Personnel exposed to microwave radiation in Eurasian communist countries were said to have experienced the same symptoms suffered by the U.S. diplomats. All right. <clears throat> so fascinating. Absolutely fascinating, right? So they're officially recognizing this, talking about this now. But again, directed radio frequencies, pulse weapons, all this stuff was not only conspiracy theory, just... 10 years ago, it was just ridiculed, humiliated, and all that shit. And, and, and look at it now. Look at it now, right? It's pretty incredible stuff. Uh, Rose City, 
with a uh, diamond says uh, Pro Dio et, et Patria. I think I have to look that up. Uh, Patria, I know what it means. Dio et Patria. Pro Dio et Patria. I'm curious now. Uh, let me see if I can get a direct translation on that. Uh, for God and Country. That's right. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dio. Yeah, D I, th I was confused with Dios. There was a band called Dios. Uh, actually, pretty good. But Dio, that's right. Dio is another way of saying Dios, I guess. Yeah, or, or uh, so pro God or for God and Country. Thank you uh, so much for that. Appreciate it, Rose City. And another diamond from Rose City says, I appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you, sir or ma'am. Um, maybe I asked you that before, but regardless, thank you. Uh, and thank you for being here and thank you for the support as well. Uh, Ronald White Wolf with a diamond says, good morning from Korea. Good to see you here, sir. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying your coffee or whatever you have over there. Thank you for joining us this morning. Danish Warrior with a diamond. Thank you. Appreciate that. Double Dog with a diamond says, AJ claims they wanted to uh, call non-Anglos. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I think they do. I mean, I, I definitely do. I, I, they will come for everyone. I, this is not a, like, do, do they want to get rid of whites? Yes, absolutely. And, and that's their biggest obstacle. That's, that's why they're targeting us the most and the hardest. But at the end of the day, when they've used these other groups as a weapon against us or to replace us or whatever, they don't care about these people. They don't, they, they according to their views, where we're developing is that, Humans are becoming obsolete. We, we're not needed anymore. We don't serve a function. We're, we're tiresome to them, and they will just basically merge themselves into the grid with technologies and manipulate themselves on every single level. They will basically turn themselves into gods, right? They will become the gods of our own mythology that we have. Uh, if you go back enough into the record, you know, there are stories of these, what do you call them, Nephilim or whatever. If you want another depiction, look at the Prometheus uh, movie, that big character, right, that they have in the beginning, the white, uh, they, yeah, Ary, the really Aryan-looking guy, for the lack of a better term. He's so white, he's, like, translucent. <laughs> but, like, that's that's the that's the, the Archon. Archon might be a little bit more metaphysical, actually. But, yeah, Nephilim, these old, old, old gods from, from our own records, right, going way back. That's what, they, that's what they want. They want to become that, and then at that point, mankind as we know it will be obsolete. And they have no room for us. So, yes, I think that that's right. Eventually, they will call uh, non-Anglos. Non-Anglos, does that mean every, everyone else but Anglos? Or just specifically, uh, you're talking non-Europe, like non-Europeans, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, eventually, I think they do. Uh, eventually, I think they do. Um, they probably want us around. I mean, Georgia Gadstone is, you know, we've talked about that many times. We, I was there was a couple of years ago now. Um. And, uh, I mean, they do talk in there about the 500, five, having 500 million people on the planet. I mean, they constantly talk about, you know, uh, you know, global warming and climate change, and we have to do these things. And I, and I think that they truly, genuinely believe that, and therefore they see themselves morally justified by just taking out people that they don't, uh, that they don't like. Uh, and they'll kid themselves, they'll excuse themselves, they'll use different methods. Well, we're really trying to help you, and then, you know mass deaths occur. And we'll see what happens with this COVID-19 vaccine, because I, I think at least long term, I think this is, is going to be bad. And if people do start dying or get massive adverse effects on a mass scale, I mean, they've already counted in a certain percentage. Even Bill Gates sits in TV interviews and talks about this. And the, remember, the vaccine companies are immune. Um, they're immunized from, from uh, uh, being responsible for any, any of this. You can't, you can't sue these companies. Uh, they're, they're immune for, they're, li they're immune from liability, right? 
Um, and why is that? So they've counted with a number of deaths. And that's why they have to put it on the FDA uh, label for it as of right now. Yeah, you could die. That's it. The question is, will you want to take that risk? Uh, Wolf and X with the diamond says, forget COVID-19 vaccination cards, only $14.88. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at this lecture now. Again, it's 55 minutes long. I do think it's worth your time. Uh, please pay attention. Please watch this with me. It's fascinating. I might pause in between a little bit and comment on some things, but I'll try to stay out of it for the most part. Um, so a little bit of different presentation here right at the end. Uh, or the last hour here together, but I think this is frightening and, and scary in terms of where where we're going, where this d development is. Um, and I'll leave it at that. And so it's a kind of a be slower beginning, but it picks up. But it's an important groundwork that he lays in the beginning, so you get up to you get up to speed in terms of what they can do, right? All right, so here we go. Uh, neuroscience and psychology and a whole a whole gamut of things. Um, Right now, he is a professor of national security studies at the University of New Haven. Uh, his focus is teaching uh, national security studies, domestic and international intelligence uh, analysis, and issues in deception. Dr. Morgan is developing a concentration in the human aspects, intelligence analysis, and psychology. Yeah, someone in chat, uh, Dr. O Orpheus, I think it is. Um, no, sorry, uh, Mr. Massachusetts says, what's uh, what's the context? Who's putting on this lecture? Yeah, so it's Dr. Charles Morgan, as I said earlier, is doing a presentation on psychoneurobiology and war. It's basically, he and he says it in the beginning himself, so it's this kind of, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't have to say it, but <laughs> again, so you hear from me. He has been asked to, to by the military, where are we in terms of the technology that we can use in different uh, to apply it in in different theaters and warfare and stuff like that? And where will we be in about five years? Right, that's that's what he's doing. So he's going to lay the groundwork of what they've been able to do with technology, exo uh, kind of exotic weaponry. How do we manipulate the body, uh, neurons, the genes? How do we connect with computers, cyborgs? The, all, the whole gambit of like weird shit technology that's going to take us into a new sci-fi age. That's what he has to do. And we're watching this. Because when this shit rolls out, we're in fucking trouble. That's why we're watching this. And we need to be aware what this is and what they potentially might do. And when we begin to see weird things happening, really weird things, from weird individuals doing things that we can't explain, or when we start experiencing things that we can't explain, whether we feel under attack or not, or whether we actually are, these are some of the aspects that might be might explain that will this be mass applied to uh, will this be applied to on the masses will there be mass experimentation are there already experimentation on the masses with this kind of exotic weaponry and technologies uh, possibly i don't know uh, but so that's a context uh, psychological operations arenas that are relevant to the intelligence community um, he has a pretty robust background with military folks doing research at seer school Helping with selection processes for special operations forces down for Bragg, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, without further ado, I will hand it off to you. Thank you. Um, it's nice to be here. Actually, I was a Navy guy. It wasn't Army, but I've done more work with the Army, I think, over all these years than I ever did with the Navy. So, uh, so what I would like to talk to you a little bit about today is something I was asked to do in 2010 and 2011. Um, I was getting ready to leave over at the CIA where I'd worked for a number of years, and the Intelligence Science Board said, could you give us a brief on what's in, st what's in store for us in the future? I was like, 
I don't know, predicting the future is really hard. Um, so I told my boss at the time, I said, well, I think the best I'll do is make an estimate over what I think is going to happen in the next five years, uh, given certain technologies that were being developed at the time. And this is a bit of an extension of that. I presented it to the ASSG, and uh, it was... Yeah, again, so this is military application, right? National security community. Some information I think some people didn't know, and I think the, it's good for people to be aware of what's going on out there. The, the one thing that makes predicting a little bit of the future easier when you look at biomedical science is that labs are working fairly systematically with overtly stated goals. So if you think about it, science is not really done in a haphazard way. It takes time, preparation. You have to test multiple hypotheses, develop techniques. So it is not really rocket science to look at a lab and say, this is where they're going. And here are probably two of the Achilles heel points in the design. But if they surmount those, they will probably achieve what they say they want to do. Yeah, good point in chat, slugs. This is the unclassified stuff. This is not pro. Well, some of this might have been developed decades ago with black budgets, right? There's official uh, trillions of dollars in, in the black budgets poured into it. Wired has stories on this. It's not a secret. It's not a conspiracy. It's like officially recognized that there's massive amounts of black budgets where they develop some of this. And then it goes further up the chain. Eventually it develops. They find up applications for it. And then they, they deploy it, right? So, but... That means what we don't get to hear in this lecture, imagine that, because at, 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 when we come out towards the end of this here, you'll be just, I don't know, I was just like, holy shit, that like this, <laughs> this, is, this is not good. This is not good. So, uh, all right, here we go. So that's a little bit of what this is about. Um, I was going to give you my thoughts on mind, body, and beyond, gene slicing, uh, the Dr. Ventner's work, yeah, DNA encryption and yeah, Venter Craig J Venter Venter I, I one of the first videos I ever did with Red Eyes way back in the day uh, was on longevity uh, how, how to extend uh, your lifespan and these people that want to live forever and shit like that one of the guys I covered was Venter he was literally the pro, uh, he was seen as like the Prometheus just a few uh, like in, in the last decade like I was uh, he'd taken the stolen the knowledge from the gods and given it to everyone else, right? He was involved in the um, uh, gene decoding process. Today, he's developing synthetic life forms, and, and, and this is some of the weirdest shit that you've ever, ever heard about. Something about memory, that the past is not what it used to be. What I'd like you to consider for a minute is that one of the things that most people uh, have a hard time understanding is that there is a difference between our mind and our body. Your personal experience is usually of an integrated uh, operating system since the time you were little. However, there has been a plan in many labs to figure out how do we help people whose bodies don't work in the way that they want them to help. do. How do we help people? Who have neurologic defects. It's always Could what you, they talk uh, about. start the first video? About. Oh, we're, we're going to so help this a way of uh, quadriplegic. We're going to help this guy who doesn't have any arms. And, and sure, and that's great. And they can do that. But that's not what this is about. Uh, using those people to get access to the brain so they can figure out how does the brain work? How do we get in there? How do we stop things from happening in the brain? How do we supplant memories? How do we go the other way, so to speak? I mean, this is, that's why the military and DARPA is developing these kinds of things. People are experimenting five or six years ago, or as early as 2008, um, with whether or not you can do a brain robotic interface. I don't know if there's volume for that. ...that we go through with our monkeys as they go through and try to learn how to use this robot. 
So they're using um, brain signals, so signals from their motor cortex that we um, pull out of, of wires into our system, and our computers then um, decode what it is that, that the monkey's intending to do and uh, drive the endpoint of this arm forward and backward and around through space. The monkeys have brain control over this robotic arm to uh, move it forward and grab a piece of fruit as it's presented and then bring it back to their mouth uh, to feed themselves. Incredible as it may seem, these monkeys learned to feed themselves with a robot arm that was being directly controlled by their brains. It's over a decade As ago. if it was simply part of them. This is a biofeedback closed loop kind of experiment and that there's an automatic, almost an automatic learning that's going on um, where we're communicating with the... So essentially, um, when you're little and you're growing up and you're learning how to work your appendages, you are making good motor neuron connections and inhibitory connections. And what they're able to do back in 2008 uh, with a primate is have it learn through trial and error that by thinking it can move a robotic arm and feed itself. Uh, it didn't take too long for the uh, neural interface issue to be resolved once people figured out you could implant electrodes on brain tissue and then take a biological signal and turn it into an electrical signal. And, th and think about uh, Elon Musk again. His approach is actually very, it's already outdated, Neuralink, right? Starlink, Neuralink, oh, totally no connection. Uh, he's finding ways of getting into your brain, right, to get you to uh, have a faster information flow. But he's actually proposing to drill a hole in the skull, right, Neuralink, as of right now. They don't need that. That's already outdated. They know how to send uh, signals into your brain by either you having something that's wearable on your skin, they found that the skin is basically like a whole conductor. You, they have different components on there. You can, you know, but you can even do it remotely these days. Anyway, I don't mean to, to, to pause, but just, you know, keep that in mind that they're already like looking for these links and, and a way to get into your brain. Uh, and people like Musk is like uh, not on the cutting edge, but he's on the forefront as a PR man looking at that of, of how to get, uh, you know, connect your brain to these systems and amplify it. It took a little while for the monkeys to uh, figure out how to do it early on. They would give it a little joystick, so it was like playing a video game. And pretty soon the monkeys, uh, actually there's a chimp that's done it as well, she figured out she just didn't need to use the uh, little joystick and could just think about it. Um, and then the arm would move and the monkey would begin to experiment and would think about where it wanted the arm to go. So it was learning, I have a new appendage. Uh, the same is true in people. As you can see, just Four years later, uh, we see it being done in humans. You can start that for me, please. With people who have neurologic injury and can't use their limbs. I don't know if it'll play. Can, yeah, try and hover over the screen. Boomer, boomer tech. <laughs> it's like, we have these amazing technologies, and it's like, the, can you find the play button on the player? <laughs> it's kind of funny though. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Ooh. try to get down. Oh. There you go. Oh, Perfect. good. Oh. That's oh. right. Yes, My life there we has are. changed dramatically since the accident. As of right now, there's nothing to cure paralysis um, besides maybe a miracle. The first thing I'd do if I get my arms back, I would hug my daughter. It'd be really nice to scoop something up in a spoon and feed myself again. This is going to go beyond spinal cord if this works. This is going to go MS. This is going to go stroke.
This is huge. This is millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah, ECOG. I remember that ECOG. I'm pretty much broken from the neck down, I guess you could say. The only thing that I have left that is untouched is my brain. And uh, obviously, I'm able to use it very good. I'm able to do this and do that. Um, you know, no memory loss, no nothing. So I opted for an experimental surgery to go at the one thing that I still have. What we try to do is uh, put a, a, a grid in place that's capable of recording signals from the brain. So when you think, when you think I want to move, there's actually electrical impulses in the brain. We want to be able to record those electrical impulses and then decode what what the electrical impulses mean and use that to control an object or an arm. People have thought for a long time that we might be able to tap into the brain, but it's only recently that we've gotten closer and closer. Uh, there's some great work going on here at the University of Pittsburgh by a, a gentleman named Andy Schwartz. And Andy has shown that he can get a monkey to control a robotic arm with an amazing degree of freedom by thought. So we've developed technology where we can implant an array of electrodes, microelectrodes, in the cerebral cortex of monkeys. And we can record activity from many neurons in the brain simultaneously. And, and again, the implantable aspect is already outdated. They don't need that anymore. And I believe this guy brings it up later on too. I have some other research we're going to show in the next episode uh, that, that proves this, that they can already do that. Let me read a couple of these real quick, and I appreciate the DLives guys. Um, Double Dog with a diamond says, Orenis fe anku dursta une igpe atin le. Uh, thank you, Double Dog. Appreciate that. <clears throat> uh, White moves first with a diamond says, after declining vaccine, how do you think we can live? Uh, <laughs> outside, outside of this system. Uh, and it seems, ironically and interestingly, like it's squeezing and purging a lot of people out of it anyway, that it doesn't want to have part of it, which I guess is hard short term, but I think long term, that's actually a good thing because I don't want to be, I don't want to be where this is going and what they're doing. I do not want to be part of this. I don't want to be part of the system. I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to fund it. I don't want to feed into it. I don't want my kids to be part of it. Um, and so maybe it, it, that's hard. That's hard. That makes it hard. But at the end of the day, I think that that's better in the long term. Uh, Draconian Gip of Death with a diamond says, the Minds of Men by Adam and Melissa Dykes, a must-see. Yeah, they have good stuff. Um, Truth Stream Media, they do they do this kind of stuff and other things too. But yeah, that, that's good stuff. Thank you, Draconian Gip of Death. Uh, Wolf and X with a diamond says, I remember when they just scrapped C4. Uh, when they just strapped C4 to monkeys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, it's, I tell you, this, this is beyond bombs. If they were like bombing us, that would be easy. The shit that's coming, it's like you wish that they would bomb you. I mean, this is... From that shit. signal, we can extract the monkey's intention to move its arm. And now that we have that, we can have intercept that signal and use it, instead of moving the monkey's own arm, to use it to move a prosthetic arm. Just two weeks. Yeah. I think he said it actually... What it takes to really get into people is a, is a large team. So we've basically been somewhat isolated in our laboratory, working on monkeys, Proving the technology, just making discoveries, validating the technology, developing new ways of doing this. And what we've been able to do recently is pass a lot of this knowledge that we've gained to clinical um, colleagues. They came to the laboratory, learned a lot of what we're doing, and then took it back to the clinic and developed the technology as appropriate for humans. We were implanting our first uh, patient in the clinical trial 
Two days after the surgery, um, we plugged me in and started to basically train my brain, train the computer to my brain the way I'm thinking. The computer doesn't know up, down, left, right, it just knows the signals that I'm thinking. For the first couple days it was just, what's up, what's down? Uh, how I do it is I look at the ball at the top and through my peripheral vision I see the ball that's moving. So I'm, I'm focusing on the target and almost with my peripheral, if I want to go up, I'm with my mental eyes or whatever you want to call it, lifting up, trying to get that ball to go up or trying to get it to go down. So I'm focusing on the target while watching the moving ball with my peripheral. It's like a one player video game. I'm trying to beat my own score because there is a score, you know, there's a certain percentage. It's out of six, you know, each time I do it, it's out of 16 um, balls, if you want to say. And uh, I want to know that number. If it's 13, I want the 14 or I want the 15. And um, so it's just a challenge to myself. One thing I found out that. <clears throat> and they're using too, is to underline that. Well, this is great, but they're helping people. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, sure. But the reason why they're doing that is because these people are willing to essentially be mapped and traced and stabbed and tracked and all this kind of stuff. So the, our systems and the people working on this can track and map an entire brain. What are the frequencies? How do we decode this? What's the language and stuff? And, and today we have people who are swing-dooring between DARPA, Facebook, and Google that are talking about uh, devices that can interpret anything into any language, right? They just it just reads your brain waves, and they've learned to, they've learned the language of the frequencies that the brain uses, and now they can apply that into into anything. Basically, you don't need translators, you don't need tra anything like that anymore. They're working on things right now. And this one lady, uh, maybe we'll play that the last thing at the end here. She did like a 10, 15 minute presentation at one of the Facebook events. How they like. You can translate anything into any any other language. It doesn't matter. All the all the thing that matters is you can just you need to read the right frequency from the brain. Essentially, that's what she said, right? Uh, White Rabbit Radio with the Diamond says, "Great stream tonight, classic red eyes." Yeah, thank you, Tim. I, I, I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah, a little bit back to to some some old school stuff, but this is again what's coming up here is just fucking. This is insane shit. If I focus too hard, it doesn't work right. It has to be very natural. That's pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. We're making such ground on this every single day. Um, every other day we're just going leaps and bounds. And knowing that we're doing that, if I had another week or two weeks or month, where would we be then? Um, we'd be, I mean, we've already done stuff that's unprecedented. You know, I've been, I've been doing stuff, I've been told, um, that with the 3D curse control, people have been doing it for a year, two years, um, that they haven't got the type of control and percentages that I've gotten um, in a day, <laughs> literally a day. The highlight was 45 minutes ago. Uh, I got to use a robotic arm for the first time and uh, I got to reach out and touch my for the first time in seven years. So what you see is people struggled with how to get the electrodes on the surface of the brain, how to do the brain learning, 
the computer algorithms have improved is just by trial and error as it begins to recognize what the subject's brain is doing. But after that, if you look at that as a scientific development in medicine, you can quickly see the possibilities that emerge. Right? They're playing with motor function and linking it to thought. So the next step, really, when you think about it, was to um, simultaneously try it with uh, another, another non-human animal and find out if she could run a robot on the other side of the planet. And the essence of this experiment is, at first she had to walk on the treadmill to keep the robot walking that she could observe on the computer screen, and then she just stopped walking, and it would run the robot in Japan. So you can have a brain here in the United States plugged in, running a robotic device, a mechanical device, via the internet somewhere else in the world. So that was pretty cool. It also has some fun implications. If you see now, where do you imagine this going when you think of it as an offensive or defensive opportunity with respect to the intelligence community? The natural segue then would be, if I can send motor function from a brain to a mechanical arm, is it possible to send motor functions from one human to another human? So I call it the possession experiment. It's on that one. Yep. There we go with that boomer play the, button uh, again. Holy shit. There you go. Right there. Oh, yes. For our weekly tech report. Now, do you know the phrase brain power? Well, it turns out that scientists at the University of Washington are trying to hone that power and transmit it to another brain. Researchers call it direct brain to brain communication, and they do it by passing a signal from one mind to the next using the internet nonetheless. So does it sound a little sci-fi, Star Trek, my Mel, Jedi, Mind Trick, Inception-esque to you? Well, it did to me too. So I brought one of the researchers onto the show to tell me how it works. Dr. Andrea Stoko is an assistant research professor at the University of Washington, and he told me why this concept is not as weird as it sounds. Oh, uh, it's not so science fiction. We use uh, current existing technologies to read uh, the brain patterns in a person and uh, to transmit them to a different person. And we can only do it with very simple uh, impulses right now, like motor commands to control the hand, for instance. So it's not that science fiction. It was definitely possible years ago. It's just that we were the first to try it. Sure. So can you go into a little bit more detail about how specifically it works, what you need from the person, and also what you need from mm -hmm. wireless Internet to, to make it come together? Yes, uh, it works more or less like this. A person is sitting on a chair, and we call this person the first brain or the sender, and is connected to an EEG cap. The EEG cap detects electrical activity all around the brain and is capable of recognizing when the brain patterns are those that a person produces when he's trying to move the right hand or is thinking about moving the right hand. These brain patterns are interpreted by a computer who then controls a second computer who is connected over the internet, and the second computer action, uh, controls a stimulating coil that produces a magnetic field, and it's the magnetic field that is eventually directed over the head in such a way as to reproduce the particular command in a selected part of the brain. <clears throat> in this case, the part of the brain that controls the right hand. The wireless connection enters only in the communication between the two computers. The two computers can be in the same room and connected physically, or they can be in any part of the world and talking to each other through the internet. So. I won't, you can watch the video, but essentially what's happening is when one person is playing the video game, 
They're not using their hands. They're simply looking at targets. What's going on in the other room is a transcranial magnetic stimulation device that creates a magnetic field that excites neurons. And it's the other man's hand that begins to move and hits the targets. So you've co-opted the portion of a body of another human, and then their hand can behave in the way that you want it to do. His goal, you'll see later if you download the video, is he would like to have a cap that you could put on and have a surgeon direct your hands to do battlefield surgery or something somewhere else in the world where they don't have a doctor who has the technical skills. You can put on the cap, and your hands become an extension of that expert's body. The uh, fine motor skill manipulation at that point in time was not great, um, but the person on the receiving end described the sensation as rather odd. He said, I didn't know anything until I saw my hand beginning to move and felt that it was something. Um, yeah, it was one comedy. I want to just comment on that quickly. Um, Iron Wheel said, and what will prevent the elites from taking advantage and manipulating you when, the, when you rely on this technology? That's true, but the point is, when you realize that you, and we'll get there, when they, you don't have to partake in this technology, you don't have to sign up for it, you don't have to go somewhere and say, yes, I want this or I want to do that. Where this is going is they can and most likely will do this to anybody, anywhere. It's All of it is remotely. If you have, again, the new chipsets and the phones and stuff like that, if you have devices that basically can't transmit frequency, um, you can you can co-opt. I mean, it, it literally, and this is like you know, sound like Nadari or whatever, but like you can literally beam you can beam frequencies from space. You can from cell phone towers or these now ultra wide broadband you know communication nodes that they're seeking to put up. Whether it's you know Gwen towers, there's multiple different methods that does exist, and it would it, basically they can possess either someone individually or an entire group. As long as, even if they agree to take part of it or not, that's the point. Uh, Iron will as well. But this is how far this goes. That they're 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 decoding everything. There's no more secrets. There's nothing uh, that they are not able to figure out, and consequently then control or steer. And that could be entire countries, entire groups of people, an individual. Just just wait. I mean, this is the boring stuff in the beginning. Wait till he till he gets going here. Something other and its hand was moving, hand could punch in a code. Hand could do a number of things. But the really fun part was that you're taking over somebody else's physical body with the mind of another human. So what do you think would be the next step? You follow medical research, you say you can make a robot move, you can make a human hand move, um, what would you do next? You say, wow, they're getting brains connected to run things. Right? You have to begin to think either like doctors or like uh, you know security and intelligence people, right? Can you actually send and receive sensory information? Like the matrix. I'll show you a little bit of this experiment. The short answer is yes. we were able to transmit brain-derived information from one rat to another and basically got this pair of animals collaborating to solve tactile and motor tasks. You know, there's a behavior box where the first animal is located and this animal is called the encoder because he's the one who does all the work. 
he's basically using his forepaws or his whiskers to perform either a motor or a tactile discrimination task. And while he's doing that, we are monitoring uh, its behavior and recording the brain activity that is being produced by this animal's brain and transmitting in real time all these uh, electrical signals to a second animal that is called the decoder. Well, this animal has the lucky job of not having to do anything for getting a reward. The only thing it has to do is to receive this brain activity uh, into its own brain and then decode the pattern of information that the encoder has generated and indicate to us, uh, as through behavior, what it is that the first animal has discovered out there in the environment. So if the decoder gets it right, both animals get a nice uh, juicy reward. And that's what they want. And that's how they collaborate to actually get this job done. Uh, here you see... <clears throat> Notice a book too, behind Beyond Boundaries, right? The book Beyond... It's like, this is the takeaway from, from all of this that we'll watch it today as well. There is no, there is no boundaries anymore. There's, there's nothing that's a secret, right? Uh, even the Facebook lady that I mentioned earlier uh, talks about that. Like, well, we want to get at Facebook. Want, basically, we want to get access to what's in your brain by using this technology. But obviously, in the same way that, you know, you take a lot of photos maybe on your phone, but you don't share all of them on social media. So basically, we'll, we'll, we'll allow you to share just, just the thoughts that you want to share with the world. But of course, they get access to all your stuff anyway, and they can do that. There is no more boundaries. There's no more borders. There's no everything. is just a wide open book at all times. And it's turning into like an, I mean, a self-aware entity, the thing that they're working towards. And I mean, once they begin to connecting the stuff with like an artificial intelligence, a centralized intelligence of some kind, it will basically be an omnipotent uh, entity. It will know and see and hear and feel everything. Uh, prediction. Uh, I mean, it's there's just no there's no end inside. They're building a kind of a god, basically a type of a god they're, they're they're working on that and once that feeds into a central system then you know then you'll have it basically in the next slide uh encoder animal waiting for a light stimulus that tells the animal which of two levers he has to press to get a little bit of uh, a water sip and the light says either press left or the right lever so when the animal gets the light and is about to press the lever we record the activity, electrical activity, from lots of cells in the motor cortex of this animal and instantaneously transmit this information through the brain of a second animal that is in another box and cannot see the light and cannot see what the first animal is doing. This is the decoder and he's receiving this information through very tiny little pulses of electrical activity that are delivered to the homologous part of the brain that the encoder is using to solve the task frightening N nightmare this is a nightmare so as the decoder gets this information and basically decodes the brain pattern originated in the encoder's brain it responds to us behaviorally by pressing one or the other uh, lever to tell us that he got it right or not so it took some learning trials but not many it took 75 between them to achieve an accuracy rate of over 85 percent in just training their rats for a little while in the cages. But this was a milestone because it was not simply using the motor cortex to run a device. This was actually having one animal learn something and seeing and recording that activity and put it into the sensory cortex of the second animal 
and that animal acquires the knowledge. It is able to act on the knowledge from the experience of, for something it has not ever done. Yeah. Which is really fun when you think about it. Uh, would this facilitate language learning? Would this let you upload information when you don't know how to operate a device? Does it serve well for covert communication? This is done between two rats. What we do know um, is that DARPA did get permission for 500 um, operations to do deep brain electrode implants. Yep. They haven't published anything yet, but my guess is what you're looking at is human-human thought transference. And certainly in the open science world, that was published uh, last month. Actually, the brain-to-brain -brain transfer of sensory information in two humans, and they achieved a success rate of being right 85% of the time. So you can attach one human brain to a device, you can attach the human brain to another human brain. You can direct motor activity, or you can send communication and information. What we know from the training trial data so far is that it probably requires, uh, it'll probably require a training trial between people as well. And we don't know from an encryption and encoding standpoint um, whether everybody's communication would follow the same patterns or not. It may be that two people have to train, and then it's unique, and then you have a yeah, a decryption problem for someone if they decide they can intercept the signal, right? That would be, but you could plug in somewhere else in the world and learn something or see something or have somebody acquire the information that you have and you wouldn't have to carry a different device. So that's what people are doing. There's a whole world out there of biohacking. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you should be. So normally at the university, we are well regulated by the uh, uh, federal laws about studying and experimenting on humans. There's a biohacking community that is not part of the official science community that is busy trying to attach hardware to humans and they do it in their basements. Uh, they study up on how to do the surgeries, how to connect devices, how to put motherboards in people. Um, and they may use it for some purposes like phishing, using RFID signals in their hands to take information from you. But uh, there are some other interesting developments. When you start thinking about the fluidity of what you can do with the brain, they're experimenting with CE6 and giving people with eye drops night vision. For several mm -hmm. hours, a person receiving the night drops can see over 160 feet in the dark. So it's a lot easier to look through your own eyes than it is to put on nods. And it will be a short time before you get a better solution than we get from the biohacking community. And again, this is nothing. This is, this is nothing. They're doing, they're finding ways of how to and I don't know if this is the right terminology for those, you know, who are joining us, but the ep epigenetics, right? You can, you, you can, I believe that that's like writable genetics. I could be wrong, but basically you can, you can, you can produce results by changing the genetic code as this technology exists now, where you can develop much better sight, the, the, the sight of a hawk, the, the smell of, that a dog has. Uh, sonar like a bat has and stuff. You can like you can amplify genetically your already existing senses by basically changing the code and telling the DNA what to do. Develop in this area. Do this. That's where they are at right now. In other words, you know, people talk about super soldiers. You know, stronger, better. They 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 can run forever. They don't need to sleep. I mean, they they can just do all kinds of shit. It's incredible but it could also be readily available to almost anybody on the planet. Um, it's, be, it's going to be harder to keep this under control than it is to keep the special lenses and uh, night vision technology. Um, so uh, I think it's really important that people pay attention to, to this kind of a thing because that can give humans the natural ability 
for a while to see in the dark. The other new possibility coming along is that seeing in the dark is something you don't really naturally do that well. Uh, but with animals, we've been able to achieve a, num a number of other things, one of which is giving them uh, an extra sensory ability, if you will. I'll show you a short clip. People decided they wanted to know if they could give the rat an ability to do something it does not naturally have. Recently, researchers have given rats an implant which allows the animal to obtain, as they call it, a sixth sense. The laboratory subjects were able to search and detect infrared lights, which is an exceptional accomplishment given that rats cannot normally see infrared lights. A team at Duke University placed infrared detectors which were wired up to tiny electrodes into the part of their brains that processes tangible information. A source involved with the experiment, Eric Thompson states, this is the first paper in which a neuroprosthetic device was used to augment function, literally enabling a normal animal to acquire a sixth sense. Researchers claim that the device could also help humans regain sight if placed in the appropriate part of the brain. Last year, researchers used a computer chip-ridden prosthetic system to help transmit light signals in the brains of mice. The minds behind the study hope to move on to human trials using the retinal device to restore sight to those who had lost their vision. So people are playing with chemicals to enhance the human capacity. They're also experimenting now with how do you add a device to the mammalian brain to give it an extrasensory ability. You may not want to detect infrared. You might want to have a room temperature detector of radiation, depending on what your job is in life. So when you think about it, uh, the possibility now is there to develop different kinds of devices. They could be perhaps used either by intelligence people or by uh, uh, people in the military to have an extra ability to be able to see through walls, to uh, see heartbeats. We used to play with the uh, 18 gigahertz microwave uh, detectors where we could pick up heartbeats through anything but solid steel and water, but that could easily be a human who can see the unique heartbeat that's behind the wall over there that's thermal and sensitive. So it doesn't have to be IR. Uh, it can be a number of things. Anything <coughs> that you can co-opt is theoretically now possible to adapt to human brain functioning. All you'd have to learn is the code. You'd have to train with it. It might not be natural at first. You might not understand the signal you're getting, uh, but you can add to human brain function. You can also use it to intercept signals. Uh, the experiment that was just released this last month, uh, as I said, demonstrated that people could transfer knowledge from one human to another. And I, I commented to uh, a couple of my colleagues and I said, I think right now the most direct application of that is going to be either covert communication or running drones. The set of experiments, I didn't have videos to show you, um, but there have been a series that have shown you can connect the human brain to a rat and control its motor movement and its tail. So you can have non-human animal drones. You can have the human brain probably run a regular drone at this point, but uh, running a non-human drone, something like a cockroach or a rat, would it be awesome? And now the, if you were watching the Olympics and you see the coordinated maze of drones, the software is now really readily available where you could, uh, you could have hordes of little creatures that can gain access to facilities um, or, or move around in different places, all run by a person sitting in a booth. Um, when, you, when you encounter that, the, the, that fly or whatever it is, right, that you like... It just doesn't leave me alone. Well, maybe you have reason to be uh, a little bit more paranoid. Maybe, maybe there's someone running that thing. Who knows how far they've gotten with this and how, wh what application they've managed to get with this technology, right? Uh, why not bugs? And I think there, there, is, there is research on this already. 
um, you don't even know you don't even need a mechanical robotic drone anymore. You just patch straight in. They're decoding all the languages for the neurons, for the traffic in the brain, and these insects and stuff like that, and just patch up straight to it. Uh, op they've gotten into the optical nerve. I mean, they used to do this with like actual wires and shit like that. Now they can just pick up the signal, the neuro neuro neurological signal, and patch that into a a screen. And you can use animals as surveillance uh, cameras, basically. Um, it wouldn't be, it's no more technically challenging once you do that than figuring out the logistics of how you're going to send your signal somewhere else in the world and how to protect that signal. But um, that's, that's now. That's not um, in the future. So as you begin to think what's in five years, the interfaces are going to become um, more delicate, more refined, and as transcranial magnetic stimulation, it's a rather crude instrument right now. It creates a field that excites just hordes of neurons. But as they as they um, refine the technology so you can get a better point specificity to the neurons you actually want to activate, you should be able to do this without penetrating the skull. Um, either someone could wear a cap, and in fact, that's how the latest brain-to-brain -brain communication in humans was done. Yeah, it was done with real surgery and uh, yeah. actually signaling uh, via some stimulation to the retina and the brain decoding it, although the person consciously didn't know what the code was, the brain did. Um, so that I would recommend people becoming aware of that uh, from the human drone technology standpoint. The second field uh, that people may or may not be aware of, in, uh, I always tell my students, I said I wasn't around when they developed uh, atomic weapons, but um, Dr. Ventner's work is, my, um, yeah. my view, the equivalent of the development of nuclear weapons when you realize uh, that he created life in a cell yeah. back in 2000. Craig J. Venter, uh, talked about him many times, definitely in the past. They are able to... And I think this is the guy who brings it up l later. Um, encode information in genetics, in genetic code. You can program yeast, for example. And if you know just how to scrape it in the right way, you can you can use essentially you can encrypt information in genetic code. <laughs> this is like the shit that they're doing these days. It's just fucking unbelievable. 2010. I don't know if people are familiar with his work. But this technology paired with something called CRISPR, which is like an editing software for genes, CRISPR, makes yeah. a number of things immediately available. What he did is he programmed yeast cells to produce anything he wanted. They can produce perfume. They can produce petroleum. They can produce any peptide, anything we program the DNA to do, and it's in the living cell. The lemon so in medicine, the goal in medicine now is to be able to do uh, designer medicine and therapy if we can design a cell to get into your body and release the right product for you, you won't be losing half the drugs you take through your liver. When you what did we just talk about? Not only with the mRNA vaccine of this COVID-19 vaccine, but we also talk talked about the Terra grippers the other day. Remember these little nano machines that can you they can be on a on a swab, you know, or they can be injected. They're like half the size of a dust, a dust speck. They, can, they usually lodge themselves in your intestines and they slow release medicine. This is what he's talking about. You can, you, can, you can hijack or hack the body with frequencies, with chemicals, with, uh, with light. It, like it, it doesn't matter anymore. They just need to have some way of reaching you and not even directly, physically in many cases, but actually even remotely. And they can basically <laughs> turn you into something else. That's that's basically that. That's what this is all about.
the, the human species as we already know it is is dissolving it's it's turning into something else and even if you don't want to do this the people developing this have the power to do that against you against your will there are no regulations for this kind of stuff yet they can do anything anything as a service look into that anything as a service you will be paying license fees on your own heartbeats in the future it will be run by software remotely i know this sounds it sounds weird and complicated but it 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 ironically actually it's not if you just can if you just can decode the signal and, and and everything is a signal otherwise it wouldn't be alive everything is a signal in one way or another whether it's a frequency or if you want to you can convert that into ones and zeros if you want encoder decoder but then you and you go back to the original type of frequency or source or signal you had in the beginning you can hijack you can hijack anything everything you swallow a pill and it gets digested these can be inserted into you through the hypospray uh, needles almost like dr mccoy on star trek Giving you the hyperspray, it just black. And that was a suggestion for the COVID thing, by the way, for a while as well. Uh, you had to have an optical interface, and you can have these nano tattoos, and you can tell the cells with light, with optical light, that they need to reprogram or do something differently. Uh, that was a, a proposal and a discussion regarding COVID nineteen vaccines for a little bit, and that might still be on the uh, on the agenda for some developments. Pass now plasmids into your squamous cells. But uh, Ventner was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. It's how it's done. You put in a specific gene slicing. You program what you like. You put it in the cell. And it can reproduce and make as much as you like. And that's what the mRNA vaccine is doing, by the way. This is two years ago, this presentation. So that's what they're doing right now. Insert uh, mRNA, the genetic code. You get your own body to produce it, right? And whether you, you know, people say it doesn't change your DNA when it's like, actually it does because it churns out new DNA inside of your own cell nucleus, right? For those of you who don't know, your DNA is usually all wrapped up in tight little coils. And so what you're doing is when they create plasmids and put them into cells, it sends a signal and tells which portion of the DNA should unwrap, unfold and produce a product. Now, this is the future of medicine. Uh, when you look at this technology in medicine and say, this is going to be done to help people, right? We want to be able to give them medicines. We actually want to correct for genetic deficits. Yeah. If a kid's born with a genetic anomaly, with the CRISPR technology, the feeling is we can create the portion of the gene they're missing and go have it spliced back in. And do you think they'll start, it will stop there? Oh, equity, everyone needs to be equal. And so if something was you know, unfair, we'll correct that. Everything. Do you think they'll stop that? No, it'll be amplification, improvement, faster, quicker, smarter. Like they will edit everything. <laughs> Every, everything will be edited. Everything. We will no longer remain human when this is said and done. I mean, they, I mean, they, they will not. And that may help a child, either if it's in utero development or once they're older, to have the missing substance actively produced. What would you do with this if you were in security and intelligence? Well, you can do a number of things. You could decide if you make this gene... We know that certain people in the world who function at very high altitudes very, very well do it because they had a special mutation in their genome that we don't have because we didn't grow up in the Himalayas. 
but they can function at very high altitudes. Could you give this to people who are going to have to do warfighting in high altitudes and they don't require extra support? Their body makes a much more efficient use and can work under conditions of lower oxygen than the rest of us. You start letting your mind wander. Can it also produce a substance that lets you um, function longer underwater without oxygen? So, but these are run by certain mutations in genes. And with CRISPR, we have the ability to actually make these and see what happens when we give them to animals, non-human or human animals, that don't have it naturally. You could have the Forrest Gump gene. You guys have been tracking. There's a gene that just makes you stronger. I would say that most of this technology is probably going to be employed by a state and not non-state actors because it's quite technical. But I say that with a caveat. Not when we study the Um Shinrikyo, um, if people remember, they had both uranium mines and regular uh, laboratories where they experimented on both uh, animals and uh, had a whole series of laboratory experiments to develop uh, the uh, different kinds of gases that they wanted. Their goal was to actually mine uranium and probably come up with their own version of a nuclear weapon. But they recruited scientists, PhD level folks, uh, and their goal was to be the rightful people running the country of Japan. But we can't assume that just because they're non-state actors, they will not. What, what um, was that group called again? Does anybody know anything about that? Um, um, umlaut, Gumlat, what was it? Does anybody know that? Make use of some technology around this. Related to this is an idea called dreads. These are designer receptors that can be remotely controlled. So think about it for a moment. You can create a designer receptor, you can create a cell, you can put it somewhere in the body, and you can remotely activate it when the brain's exposed to the right signal. Using this technology, people have been able to transfer memories from one fruit fly to another by signaling through a, a light stimulus uh, into the retina. Right now, in, in most animals, it's done by putting a substance into their body uh, that will actually activate the neuron in the way that you want it. So you have the capacity to create any product. As long as you know the DNA sequence, you can insert it into a living system, and you can remotely control it. So in medicine, we think about how we do that to help people, how we do to repair deficits. Other people are going to think about how do they do it to expand possibilities. And one of the challenges that we have is that when you create a cell and you put it in somebody's body, you have to figure out where you want it. What if you want it in their brain, right? If you want it in their brain and you can't figure out, you don't want to do surgery to plant it in their brain, if I want a product produced in your brain that may affect the way you think, the way you act, one route to that is through uh, stem cells. If you're a quick brush up on your biology, stem cells are cells, they call them God cells. They can turn into anything. Mm -hmm. They hold the potential, unlike other cells in your body, to become anything you want them to become. And they can go find their home in the body and park there and do the work that you'd like them to do. You can infuse them and they will find their way into the brain. So once you know that the technology is there to edit, splice, and program a cell, and the technology currently exists to administer it to somebody and have it go park anywhere you program it to go park, proliferate, 
and do its function, you can have things activated in other people's brains. So if you take these three key points, hopefully you can see it opens up a number of both alarming and exciting possibilities. Yeah, no shit. You can have the timed release of information on demand. Hopefully when I mention the word CRISPR and word editing and creating molecules with CRISPR out of D and playing with DNA, some of you thought encryption and encoding. So DNA encryption, it, there were, I think, eight articles published by China in the course of three years, uh, in the last three years. And uh, it's uh, quite important. The yeah, coding DNA system, DNA steganography, right. I'll just say short, the short story on this is people have figured out how to hide imagery in the DNA of bacteria. And when you um, phosphoresce the bacteria, you can discover the information. Or you can have the, those are just to remind me, you can have the information uh, reproduced in a string form as a form of a protein. Dr. Church up at Harvard uh, has shown quite. And this is like this is this is eight years ago now. More than eight years ago. What do you think they are today with this shit? Well, that you can store a lot of information in one gram of DNA. It's essentially, yeah, that many that many iPads in one gram at room temperature. No supercooling required. DNA is highly stable. It's been around on the planet a very long time. I remember, and this is old school red-eye stuff too, but I remember an article which I just blew my mind. It was this years ago. I published it. I think it might be still up on the website. Basically, is uh, what was the title of the article? Is is Earth a library? Was ba was basically the title. And they showed this very thing with the, this research that basically you can store an incredible amount of information in DNA, right? And of course, we have a very wide array of DNA on this whole planet. It, it might, in fact, be someone else's archive. It's not the life form. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. It's not us. It's not even the animals or the plants or the bacteria or the insects or the microbes or any of this shit. It might be the code, the information that is in the code. Remember, they have this thing, too, where they, they call it junk DNA. Like, what is it, 90-plus percent of your DNA is, is junk DNA? Well, what is that? That's shit that you can activate. This might be, be a whole fucking just a big experiment. <laughs> we, we don't know what this shit is yet, but they're beginning to find some of this stuff out. Like, holy shit, you can encode and decode DNA, uh, DNA and find image information in there. You can, fi you can find... It's, it's, a, it's a library. It's fast. It's an archive. It's, it's incredible. So between CRISPR, the storage capacity, and programming cells, the new way to uh, hide information is going to be in DNA. The commercial application is going to be a bit like on Star Trek years ago. Why would you have a digital system when you can have a DNA system? You can store all the information you'd ever need, records, photos, anything. It's simply another way of storing information. What I'm saying is, this is God's hard drive. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. It had just been is. so slow up until five years ago, it wouldn't be thought to be practical. But it is. This is the first experiment showing what imagery you can hide in bacteria. This is the latest. It's a GIF file. It was actually programmed into the DNA of bacteria last year. The bacteria reproduced, and the offspring from the reproduction cycle would still produce this movie. Pretty cool. You can hide information in bacteria. And when the bacteria multiply, 
They can go into a spore form and last for a very long time. No one can scan you and find a bacteria. We don't have anything that can detect that. So if you want to be able to encode information, take pictures of information, create something in DNA and don't want it in your own body, it can be bacteria on some portion of your body, right? All stories, you know, transfer of vital information, state secrets, all this stuff, you know, uh, intelligence services are all, all over this shit already. This is this is years ago. Like we, <laughs> this is they're all, they're already doing all this shit. It's already out there. What you have to do is scrape it, let it grow in the petri dish, and unpack the information. This is all available now. Yeah. This isn't science fiction, but you can encode movies. Well, this is what the Chinese are doing with DNA. Beats that uh, beats that torrent thing now, doesn't it? So in your own neck of the woods, you can begin inquiring. We are doing things with, uh, with DNA as well. But the Chinese are fairly convinced that DNA encryption and encoding would be one tremendous challenge even for quantum computing. Uh, so this is where the race is right now, yeah. trying to merge but, quantum. But also keep in mind, they're doing that right now. And the story we covered in the latest Week in Warrior, redassmembers.com, check that out, was regarding the quantum supremacy which China claims that they have now achieved, right? A tri hundred trillion times faster than any other supercomputer that the current one that uh, Google is, is seeking to develop. Uh, they claim they've already done it. Is it true? Maybe not, but why would they lie about a thing like that? On a computing with um, what you call a wet hard drive with DNA, merging DNA systems with quantum uh, uh, computing yeah. will be really quite an amazing and both lethal threat for that. Yeah. I'm going to do a couple of these real quick before we continue. This is just, I mean, this is just crazy shit. McLeafin with the diamond said earlier, discard my earlier chat, no show for me uh, tonight. Uh, and he follows up with the second time. Uh, Heads regardless for a great war, Hendrik. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, let me know when you do it next time. Um, I, 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 mine extended a bit longer today. I'm not sure that's why it didn't happen, but uh, let me know. Uh, sounds good. Looking forward to seeing it. Thank you for the diamonds, dude. Uh, Dracoon and Give Up Death with the diamonds says, Technocrat can get in a spaceship and fuck off. Well, eventually they will, right? They will not even have to. Uh, you can pr reprogram your genetic code. You can just reprogram to be, uh, I would assume, uh, uh, radiation resistant or something. You wouldn't even have to have a spaceship. They can just like, <laughs> they could just turn them into some kind of plasma anamorphous uh, spiritual being and go to a different planet or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, either they will leave us in the shit behind. Uh or they will ruin everything and then leave, or they will leave before that. I I, I don't know. It's just, but I, yeah, I agree. I, I wish they would uh, they, they would take their stuff and just leave life alone. But as I said, they they will not do it. If they can, if if mankind can do it, they will do it. That's that's the trend. Should it should it be done? Oh, well, we can have, we'll have a discussion over there in the corner about that while it, they move ahead on it. Right. Next thing I wanted to mention to you is. Memory. You play this one really cool. Hopefully you'll recognize this. Hey, whoever you guys are, you're going to have to show me some idea if you're going to be in the house. Hey, whoever you guys are, you're going to have to show me some Hey, whoever you guys are, you're going to have to would you stop that? What? That, that thing is going to give her brain cancer or something. Hey, whoever you guys are, you can... So, 
What to do with memory? Here. In medicine, we think... Here, it gets... This is really creepy shit here, right? Again, all the things you've seen so far, application as well, we want to help. This is a quadriplegic. We want to help this person that has a brain deficiency or they have a genetic disorder. Now they're going into PTSD. Uh, the person has a, a traumatic memory. We'll just, we'll just wipe that. We'll just, we'll just slurp that out and we'll put something else nice in, right? Or not even anything. Uh, again, this can be done remotely. That's right. Mass memory projection onto whole swaths of people. Collectively, we'll just, we, we all day, one day we all just remember that that's right. These people have been in charge forever and that's how it's supposed to be because that's a good thing or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's a, one of those benevolent things you can imagine. They can read, they can read and write and rewrite your, your brain and your memory right now. They're, they're discovering the language. Think of memory as a potentially harmful thing when people present with post-traumatic stress disorder. They can't stop thinking about the thing that's creating emotional distress. It's a very active development in the field to figure out, can we erase memory? Can we modify memory? Can we change memory? The short answer is yes. Several years ago, with the PKM Zeta data out of Duke University, this was the first time that anyone had ever demonstrated that if you wash an area of the brain called the hippocampus, it's an area of our brain that's crucial for forming short memories, spatial memories, and then facilitating the transfer from a short-term memory to something that's more permanent and stable over time, that he could train the mice to run the maze, document the number of trials and errors, and then flood their hippocampus or expose it to this, and the memory would be completely gone. Meaning when the rats or the mice had to learn it over again, it was the same number of learning trials. And there was no trace of the memory left. Now the good news uh, for us. Yeah, DM Lane, literal brainwashing. That's right, they, they flush, the, they wash the, <laughs> the hippocampus. <clears throat> it's the, yes, that's what it is. Actually brainwashing anything. So when we study rats and mice, we put electrodes and cannulae into their brain and can directly affect that area of the brain. If you wanted to poke your own hippocampus, you'd have to stick your finger through your eye and go right back in there. Sounds impossible to get to. Not if you program a cell to go there. Yeah. So if you decide you wanted to program something that would selectively release PKM Zeta after your meeting with someone, they probably would have no memory of it. That's what's happening in the rats. Fantastic. Right? So the technical challenge right now is, how do we get a cell in there to do that in a human? I can assure you they're working on that in non-human primates right now. How many, what's the point specificity? Can we get it in there close enough to the hippocampus? Will those cells start reproducing in the next day, make enough of that stuff to wipe out a memory? Related to this, once you start thinking about memory, are chemicals that not only wipe out memory, but chemicals that enhance it. So if you want a better human camera, a better, uh, uh, an individual who can just go see and remember everything, uh, that's the direction that the research in this lane is taking to help people with Alzheimer's. How to give them memory back. So what's being actively studied are the few people on the planet who have hypermnesia in other words, they remember everything that's ever happened to them. We're actively trying to understand how to unlock that and unpack that and figure out why it is their memory does seem to record and they retain everything they've seen. 
they don't find it pleasant. Uh, and medicine would like to, people in medicine want to try and understand that so they can turn it into something beneficial for people who are losing memory. Uh, yeah, and a weapon. They want to turn that into a weapon and a mechanism of control. That's what they're researching this. And, and again, it all kind of become, it becomes clear now in terms of why, why they need so much data, all this information, just collecting and gathering the, you know, from the Facebook farms and to, the, to Google and shit like that, like just collect everything, right? All of it, all everything. They can run that through their not supercomputers, but quantum computers, right? In the future, collect everything, and and you know it eventually through augmented reality. They will say, "Well, don't you want this little Facebook app?" And you just you know, uh, it's just a, a wear. It's like a little watch, a wearable watch, like the i watch or what is it called? That connects straight onto your body. It can produce frequencies that manipulates your brain. It can alter things, of course, but it can. Um, make you read brain waves, you know, you can decode the brain waves, it can be sent up to their servers and stuff. They'll collect everything, right? They'll collect everything, all of it, as much as they can. And the more of this they can just feed into an AI system and shit like that. And, and I mean, frankly, I don't see the, the, what would the purpose or the point be after you've reached a point that where, where someone in the world have the capability of basically changing everybody's memory, doing a, a clean swipe or inserting things in there to to make everybody believe that this one thing has happened and everyone aligns to it. I mean, that would be that would be brain brainwashing. It would be controlled on a level we can't even imagine. What would be the point after something like that? What would you? Everything would be moot. Everything would be pointless, useless. There would be no unique or lived experience. There would be nothing. It's, this is insane, this shit. It's fucking frightening. From a security and intelligence uh, standpoint, it is a really unique uh, opportunity to begin to discover, can you administer a drug that enhances human memory for a certain number of hours? Does it have to be permanent? So rather than carrying technical toys somewhere to try and record and collect information, your brain just remembers it which doesn't give anybody anything really to detect. So that's one potential use for it, and that is one lane of research uh, that's going on. That was just my picture to remind me that the man who knew too much, if you remember the old Hitchcock film, essentially that's what he'd done, remember, is memorize all the steps on how to make a bomb. Uh, he'd remembered the codes, he'd remembered everything. That research on hypermemory has gone more slowly than I thought in 2010. I thought by about... Uh, 2015, there would be some progress. There hasn't been uh, much yet in expanding memory very much. It seems to be a harder nut to crack than erasing memory. Erasing memory seems to be far easier. The last topic oh, I wanted to uh, review great, with great. you Just raise it. is memory. I don't know if you recognize any of the imagery up there, but I'll walk you through it. Uh, with memory, in the last five years, what's been demonstrated is that you can train a fruit fly around uh, an aversive experience, and you can transfer that memory to the brain of another fruit fly by manipulating uh, the rods. Yeah. Two diamonds from Don, uh, Don John, thank you. One from the end of man, appreciate that. And uh, Dick Cronin, give, give up death, <clears throat> excuse me, with the diamond says, uh, real-time governance sounds like no rest or sleep. Yeah, if they get their hand on, the, on this, again, I just look into everything as a service. Look, look into that term, everything as a service. Uh, and, and I'll cover it in the future too, but that's like, yeah, there'll be no, 
no no rest, no sleep, no nothing after that point. Uh, and it gives it a memory for something that it's never had before, and then it reacts to the stimulus in the same way as the animal who did have the aversive learning uh, experience. It's been done in mice. I'll talk a little bit about what Beth Loftus and I have done to men and women going through SEER school and changing memory. Uh, and I put the last slide up because this is in flatworms, and this came out two years ago, that memory really is something beyond what we uh, typically understand in flatworms. You can cut their head off, and their body still remembers stuff. So the, uh, they're just beginning to uncode or decode where and how is memory stored in the body of this little creature so we can translate that into memory in animals that look different than that little creature. It's evolved it for a very interesting reason. So this is this, in 2009 using light. They've transferred, uh, they've transferred memory. You can turn things on and off uh, using light in animals to activate the hippocampus. Light. That's, that's all they need. They just need light. That's, <laughs> it's, that's all they need. And they can do all these things. You can change genetic code by using light. That's, that's what they're doing now. Campus, turn memory on and off. And so where are we with humans in creating false memories, giving them memories that they've never had? We've come a long way. My colleague is Beth Loftus. And this was her early work. It was called Lost in a Mall. And what she did is she asked a person to be in the study. You could be in her study if you had a sibling that was at least five years older. Yeah, this is really creepy. And look at the memory uh, that they're talking about that they inserted into kids here too. Check out this. And, you. and she'd say, we're interested in your memory from when you were a kid. I've asked your older sibling, your older brother or sister, uh, to give me four stories about you, and I want to know how much you remember. What people didn't know is that there were four different stories. One of them was fake, and she wanted to see how long it would take for them to adopt a false memory. The quick answer is, after two interview sessions, 30% of the subjects believed that they remembered the person who'd found them when they were lost at a mall, and actually argued with the researcher uh, about whether or not the memory was true or not. And that's how I met her, and we decided to get together and run up to Brunswick to Sear School and try a memory experiment. This is our design. If you're not familiar with Sear, there's a classroom phase, there's an experiential phase. We were interested in sampling people when they were in isolation, when they were returning their gear, and at the end. And we tried a couple of different techniques. Group one, there's no misinformation. We simply want to sample accuracy of human memory for and, and again, all of this is just even outside of the realm of the news media, of brainwashing, of television, of mainstream news. I mean, they're already employing, uh, I mean, mind control techniques, if you will, uh, in mainstream mass media, right? That's, that's already known. There's military p personnel embedded into it, Operation Mockingbird, all this stuff. They're already doing that. But this stuff is just taking it to a completely new level. So you still have the chance if you're, if you're, you know, interested, if you're smart, if you have time and you can research, you look into things, you find false narratives, you find the bullshit, the, the gaslighting that the media is involved in, you can still decode some of that stuff. You can still figure some of that out. The masses, maybe not. We're already down the path uh, of just being completely roped up into this shit. Uh, but this stuff, I mean, what they can do now by changing memory, uh, with light and stuff like that, uh, different fre frequencies, bypassing the brain or injecting, uh, you know, the neural, pa breaking into the neural pathways. You can, I mean, they do all this stuff. That's where like the majority just completely fall out of the 
frame. They, they, we will never have a chance to stop that. We'll never have a chance to figure out what is real, what is not. I mean, it's bad enough already. Like they're st they stolen, <laughs> stolen this election in the U.S. They just stole it under our noses, and people can see it and they can talk and they can argue. But now they're they're banning everybody talking about it. You can't do that. Uh, they're, the news media is gaslighting you into thinking it didn't happen. There's nothing nefarious with it. It was completely safe or, or secure and all this bullshit, right? So they're already mind-controlling people. But imagine what they could do with something like this. Just alter the course of, of history, of the direction of, of everything in the future. And everyone will remember it like it was true. And it always has been that way. For their experience. And we told them at the beginning of this year, we want you to be the best little human collector possible. We are going to quiz you about your memory. Don't let us trick you. We want to know what you remember. Group two, we told them the same thing, but we lied. When they took their questionnaire at the end, we incorporated several techniques from false memory techniques, which are a little bit of leading questions to see whether or not we could create false memories. In the third group, we exposed them to an erroneous photograph of their interrogator. And in group three, we used the group four, we used a video. So here's what we did. By exposing them to a photograph uh, after they had been interrogated and placed in isolation stress, it could change them from this guy to this guy 48 hours later on who they would identify in the lineup. Their level of confidence was an 8 out of 10 uh, that that was the person they had met. We found out we could make them believe that there were guns, that there were knives, that there were caches of weapons simply by altering the phrasing of a question or inserting something into a video. I'll give you an example. If we said, did your interrogator wear a weapon? If so, please describe it. We only got about a 2% endorsement of the presence of a weapon in the, in the interrogation uh, phase. If we said, when you were being interrogated by your interrogator and the guy with the weapon interrupted the interrogation, what did they argue about? We didn't care what the answer was. We'd ask another question. They'd say, describe the weapon worn by your interrogator. It jumped to 30% would tell us the type of firearm that they had seen in the interrogation booth, which is a security violation, right? There, there weren't any. We got to record them. But with one question, we could do that. When you sample with a few more, you can actually increase the sample. So when we increased the stress at SEER, we found that instead of a 30% rate overall, we could create false memories in nearly everyone. That was in 900 people. We, uh, so Beth and I were talking about that. We said, well, you can change memory. We know that. It's a way of understanding maybe why and how people have recovered memories of abuse that never happened. Uh, that's what her work has mainly been about. And then you can use that in the reverse, right? Think about that. And this you, it will make sense in a moment here. Licked by Pluto. That's And it's like creepy because it's like they're basically alluding to sexual sexual abuse, right? But the flip side of that, of course, is that, oh, you were, you know, while you have actual, you know, again, look at how they went after uh, Q and, and the Q people and stuff like that. And one, one of their, you know, primary things that they talk about is the the child sex rings and you know human trafficking and stuff like that and, and, and the media have been trying to deny that all this time or, or ignore or like oh that's not important or that's crazy you know um but they could reverse this too well since we th these are false memories that's my point they can just say well this is not really true you can implant false memories there's even that was it the false memory foundation or something where you have actual pedophiles that have been part of some of these groups and then they try to figure out, well, these were just false memories and they can cover up behind them.
I mean, you can, if you can reach a point where you just even just erase those memories altogether, well, there you go. That's, uh, that's your crime. Um, ne no one will ever find out. It's, it's terrifying. So she decided to do a study called Licked by Pluto. She decided she couldn't make Mickey Mouse a sex offender, but in her lab they thought Pluto was fair game. The short story is people got to, they were exposed to some misinformation about a man who had dressed in the Pluto outfit at Disney, and he'd been inappropriately rubbing his large fabric tongue on children pleasurably and um, not pleasurably. There were two different conditions, and there was a neutral condition. If people adopted the false memory, and their memory was for something negative, they did not want to buy the Pluto toy, right? When they went down their list, what they would not buy. She's done it with food. That was from her series uh, with Alan Alda. She gave him a false memory that he'd been sick one time eating uh, deviled eggs. And here they offer him one at the picnic on film, and you get the classic disgust wrinkle, and he said, no, I got sick one time eating them. It's not. See, I gotta find, if that, is that video is available? I wanna see that kind of stuff. I wanna hear more about this, because this, as far as I understand it, is not even any kind of technology. This is just using, like, I guess conversation, they talked about something in terms of they isolate people and they, you know, subject them to stress and stuff like that, right? But yeah, false memory, you can just plant uh, memories in there. Not a true memory, it was planted. She's done it now. Gotta hate Alan Alda, hate the guy. With uh, strawberries and ice cream. Do, 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 is it mash? <laughs> Jesus also done it with pickles and has done it with alcohol. A uh, study last year was that if you give college students the false memory that they were terribly hungover, they had a wicked hangover from drinking too much tequila. Then when they're given free range options at the bar, uh, like a week later, they decline it at twice the rate of everybody else. They go, nah, I got sick doing that. So think about it. If you change the past, you change human behavior. We are a case-based reasoning animal. When we think about what we're gonna do, we think about the last time we did something, or what we heard about, or what we think it would have done. So to change human motivation we don't have to persuade people. You can just change their memory. Think about the defensive and offensive capabilities of that. If you think about this from a defensive standpoint, you have the ability to change the memory of a person who's been debriefed in a safe house about the identities of who they met, the layout, we've looked at altering memory for floor plans, for faces, for timing. If they're wrapped up by their intelligence service, they don't have anything to lie about or what they remember is actually genuine, but it's wrong. Um, that might be a defensive uh, way of applying the technique. Uh, in medicine, people are arguing about whether or not you can use uh, false memories to help people. Can I give you a false memory that leads you to stop smoking or is it unethical? Because I can't tell you I gave you a false memory. I'd have to do it outside of your permission for your good. Most of us think it's probably unethical. In the society we live in, we think you probably should be an informed consumer. But it's a possibility that you can do. And when I think about this, I think about its relevance in this day and age when you start wondering what information is real and what information is trustworthy. When you start running into people and debriefing them and you have sources who claim things, when you can learn how to create false memories, a person can be genuine and the information they remember is, it is the old dangle idea. You can put information out that's simply not true. 
But in the current social media age, yeah, no the ability to actually manage people's memories and change them is, is just enhanced compared to what it used to be. Now you can, you can fix videos and pictures and expose people to audio and visual uh, information. And we know that even if they know that's a possibility, people don't recognize when they adopt a false memory. It's a, it's a bit of a Trojan horse effect. You don't know that it's happened to you. And if you're smart and you have a good memory, you'll believe that happens to other people, but not you, because your memory is true. So it bypasses some critical reasoning on our part. Uh, and I think it's particularly, uh, it's particularly effective. That's where the, where the state of the art is right now for uh, creating false memories in humans, uh, is doing that verbally or by these manipulations with either what we say, what we show them, what we expose them to. Um, but the chemical implanting of memories has now occurred in monkeys. So in trying to restore memory, uh, there is probably, I would say in the next two years, well, we should see the science experiment come out that says a memory has actually been transferred or created and planted back into a human brain that wasn't done by a classic uh, false memory technique. But I would anticipate that that's the direction the research is going. How do you rebuild memories in people who've had a TBI? Um, active research is going on about that on uh, nanite reconstruction of brain, brain cells and, and brain networks. And the idea in the mental health community is people lost part of their brain. We want to restore memory and brain function. Can we put the memories back in? So it's, um, it's probably only science fiction for another two years, uh, given, given the state of the art and the progress uh, around that. And then, uh, and the last thing I'll say, I didn't have any videos for it. I really wanted to sh show you one, but the French have published a very interesting paper. And it is this. While people were sleeping, they were able to train them and sample their knowledge in what they trained them in while they were asleep and while they were later awake and didn't know that they'd learned the information. So I'll say it again. In people who were asleep, they were able to tell what people knew around word recognition lists without ever waking the person up. They were also able to train new memory and information outside the person's awareness while they were asleep. Uh. Where that technology can go is some very interesting places. Uh, it would really raise, since I was in the lane of DSNT and we talked about deception and everybody was arguing about how to interrogate people, it raises an immediate question about whether or not you can sample information in people's brains um, outside of their awareness. The problem with a CAT scan and a PET scan, and any technologies, you have to have a willing subject. They do need to sit still. If people are asleep and you can begin to sample what their brain recognizes, it offers a number of opportunities at looking at guilty knowledge, uh, brain recognition waveforms, and sampling some kinds of information. Um, I don't know how soon it would be when you can link someone's brain to somebody else's um, while they're asleep, but I would imagine that that can't be far off. I'd, I'd probably ballpark it and say, probably five years. Um, if they have to do the brain implants, we'll know sooner because I, I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep, plain, deep brain implants. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain. Uh, it's already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. And as a hive, they solve problems much faster than the individual uh, rat. So that technology is here. I'm, I'm assuming they'll link people who they've given permission, who've given permission to link their brains to have a productive life, live in virtual reality. Move yeah. robotic things; they can probably problem solve 
So I think in the next few years, that's what we'll see, is brain-to-brain -brain linking for problem solving uh, to see if it makes it more efficient. Um, but those are a couple of technologies I want to make you aware of. Uh, and then you can run away and think about their more direct applications. I tend to think of things from a medical perspective and from an intelligence and information perspective. Uh, but it's no longer really science fiction, and most of these fields have moved faster uh, than I actually thought in 2010. Uh, the only one has been expanding memory that hasn't, hasn't moved as fast. But I thought I would share that with you, and uh, that's all I had to say. So all thank right. you for your time. Yeah. All right. The military <coughs> presentation, right? Um, what is it called again? I was forgetting. West, West Point, right? Uh, Dr. Charles Morgan on Psychoneurobiology and War from the Modern War Institute. And again, this is uh, over two years ago now, over two years old, right? Um, so where are they today with some of this stuff? This is also what, uh, what do they have that uh, they haven't revealed and stuff? And so I'm going to continue cover some of these kinds of uh, topics in some of the future. Uh, definitely no go zones. Again, I'll follow up on that because we can do a little bit more kind of deep dives into into these. Right. Another thing they're doing now is developing the, as I said before, the ultra ultra wide broadband, which gives them access to all kinds of things. You mentioned at the uh, towards the end there, you can linking brain to brain and things like that. But basically, they can they can project virtual reality straight into your brain if, even the ma the matrix scenario that they actually have like a you know a spike that's like jacking straight into the brain and kind of forget it forget all that like that's just not they'll do what they do in the matrix but you won't you there will not even be anything that's like invasive into your body um at the at the worst if i could put it that way it would be something that's just has contact with your skin and that that's all they need but r most of it can be done remotely right ultrasound radar pulse radar like the th what they can do is amazing uh i mean even google is part of this as i mentioned before look at here's a, here's one uh, one patent that google holds and this is one this is like almost pathetic to just sh show one thing but it's just as, as one example right Methods and devices for modulating cellular cellular activity using ultrasound. And what did he say about all the cells? You can program cells, use these God cells. You can put them into specific areas in your body, and then you can and the, then that cell goes on to produce the the desired outcome, what you want, right? Uh, the present invention compri comprises. Uh, methods and devices for modulating the activity or activities of living cells, such as cells found in or derived from humans, animals, plants, insects, microorganisms, and other organisms. Methods of the pres uh, pre present invention comprises, uh, sorry, comprise use of the application of ultrasound, such as low-intensity, low-frequency ultrasound, to living cells to affect the cells and modulate the cells' activities. Devices of the present invention comprise one or more components for generating ultrasound waves, such as ultrasonic emitters, transducers, or piezoelectrical transduce, uh, transducers, composite transducers, CMUTs, not sure what that is, and, uh, and which may be provided as single or multiple transducers in or an array configuration. The ultrasound waves may be of any shape and may, focused, may be focused or unfocused. 
it's stuff like this, right? To modulate your cell, to change things, to alter things with frequencies, light, chemicals. It's just, you know. And it's almost like I want to find that last one. I know we've gone over time here a little bit. I've been going for quite a while. Uh, what was her name again? Maybe I'll do that next time. Yeah, I'll, f I'll find that next time in the next no goes on and do that then. But the, the lady that worked with DARPA, and then she went back in and worked with Facebook and Google, and she's doing, you know, talking about those things, how to like basically just read the brain waves to, de to decode everything and, and extract that information. Uh, it's incredible uh, what they're able to do, right? And this is just scraping the surface. So more of this, more of this stuff will come. Uh, I mean, it's frightening, right, what they're able to do. Uh, but this is just this is just an, a brief overview of some of the things, and then we'll do deep dives into certain other things. Um, Draconian Gip of Death with the Diamond says, intercept and uh, pervert our faculties, uh, our faculties of perception. Um, yeah, I mean they they can exactly they can pervert everything. Your memory, your your knowledge, your lived your lived experiences that that you have and that you associate to things. I mean it's. There are a couple of like dystopian movies that kind of like, you know, brush us up against some of this stuff, but it still doesn't encapsulate the entire thing of what they're able to do, right? If, it, and it's not if this technology ends up in the wrong hands, it already is in the wrong hands, it's being developed by the wrong hands. Charlotte66 with a diamond, thank you, no message. Bob Re, uh, Renob, Bob Renob, Renub, Renob uh, with a diamond. Um, haven't listened to Henrik in years. Happy to be uh, BK back, I assume. Well, thank you for joining us, Bob. Uh, good to have you here. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, we've been we've been going for all this time. Believe it or not, uh, I guess you tuned into the right to the right day here. Then, if you uh, if you like some of the older stuff that you, we used to cover, because we covered a whole lot more of this. Uh, but this is something I do want to follow up on as an addition to many of the other topics that we cover, because it's just so uh, so important and so crazy, right? Um, all right, well, guys, I think we'll wrap up there with uh, just a few few minutes past the top of the hour here. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you um, take take it to heart and and uh, spread the show. Tell other people if you like what we do here. Get the message out. Share the links to the show. The best way of helping us out and support us uh, is to get on over to RedIceMembers.com. Get a membership right there. You get access to all the stuff that we have for you, including. Uh, members exclusive shows and videos, Weekend Warrior, other uh, shorter videos, second hour of many of the interviews that we do. We have material back to 2006 in the archives. A lot of stuff there, thousands and thousands of hours for you right there. You can subscri subscribe using uh, a couple of different methods uh, through Entropy Stream, uh, through Subscribe Star. You can use crypto, you can use the Cash app, um, even check or cash in the mail works as well. We have all the instructions on RedEyesMembers.com. So thank you for uh, considering that and uh, thinking about that because we do need your support, we do need your help, and we do appreciate it tremendously. We're going to open the chest here right now and again, uh, as I said, right at the um, uh, right at the beginning and, and, and so, like that too, that we, we will return. I will return to some of these topics and I have much more to cover, like where they are right now, uh, what they're able to do with the uh, with the tech and stuff like that. Just adding in another 500, 500 lemons in the chest. Guys, we'll open that up, distributing rewards. Heads up on that. Thank you, everyone, for uh, watching uh, today or listening. If you're listening later in the archives, we do have MP3 files 
uh, or if you per prefer podcast feeds, RSS feeds, uh, on the website, redice.tv. You can go in there, subscribe to those. That way you also get notified, of course, when we do have uh, new shows and videos up. We have a video um, feed, if you will, for the subscriptions, the RSS-based uh, podcast uh, subscription. Uh, so you can subscribe to that and get a notification when new shows are up, video version or the MP3 or audio version, whatever you prefer. All right, uh, top five. Mr. Ninjaberg, former Mr. Noseberg, number one. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, History and Truth, number two. William Ashir, number th uh, three. I Itash, I think it is. Itash, number four. Uh, and not... Let me increase the size there. Not... Oh, that was too much. Sorry, let me... Bear with me here. I'm trying to increase your the, the size of your name, and you just spurged out on me here. Not... Uh, not see werewolf, not not see werewolf. I think it is <laughs> number five. Thank you, sir. Uh, appreciate that. All right, boys and girls, we'll uh, return uh, with much more here soon. Um, we have a three fourteen exclusive going up on RedEyesMembers.com probably tomorrow. Uh, very good interview that Lana did regarding uh, a uh, uh, a mixed uh, Japanese uh, girl, giving her thoughts on some of the multicultural um, kind of world that they're building around us very interesting interview definitely check that out then we have another exclusive video that lana made as well going straight up to the members website then we'll be back on friday for flashback friday just as usual 5 p.m eastern 11 p.m central european time uh, and then of course we have more as usual for the uh for the members on uh over the weekend weekend warrior uh runoff white wolf with the diamond says uh, i'm on lockdown again here at least i can at least i can red ice well thank you sir appreciate that yeah, lockdowns are, they're back. They're, they're doing it again. We said this and we knew this. And of course, we're not the only ones to predict this. But uh, yeah, they, they are, this is the new normal. This is what they're doing. Um, all right, boys and girls, we're going to wrap up right there. Thank you so much again. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with more soon. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to everyone listening, watching, uh, staying with us. And thank you to everyone doing Super Chats tonight as well. We'll return to these topics. Don't let it dishearten you. The first step to doing something about it is to know about it you don't know about it, you can't do anything about it, you will be fooled by it or convinced by it or dragged along uh, against your will, right? So that's why we're doing this, exposing it, giving you the, the real deal of what's going on and where things are developing. But remember, the future is the past. We'll see you next time. RedEyes.tv, RedEyesMembers.com. Take care, boys and girls. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.